Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. Introducing the new 3-for-1 bundle from Xfinity. Save big on unlimited internet and streaming when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash 3-for-1, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Hey, Joshua here from 86 Boxing, along with Slavin from Boxing Haven. We're back for part two, where we go over the 2000 through 2010 decade, uh, well, essentially 2009. Uh, so we're going to pick up basically where we left off. Hopefully all has been well, Slavin, and hopefully you're ready to jump into this. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I got, got a little coughing, but it's not so serious. <laughs> all right, cough. feel free to take a sip of water or whatever you need in yeah. the midst of this. and. Uh, For everyone listening, hopefully we don't keep you too long. We're going to try and uh, get through as much as we can while also being uh, amenable to your time, of course. But when those boxing discussions go on, they can take on a life of their own. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So 2005, 2005, a great year. The first big fight of that year, at least uh, by our tracking, was Zab Judah taking on Corey Spinks in uh, St. Louis. and this was for the Undisputed Welterweight Championship. Uh, Spinks had picked it up by virtue of um, – am, am I thinking right? Yeah, yeah. Spinks had picked it up by beating maybe uh, Mayorga. Was that the yeah, case or am I, I off? Think so. Yeah, I think Mayorga because he held okay. – the WBC and the uh, WBA, I guess, titles. Yeah, because Mayorga had knocked off uh, Vernon Forrest, who had knocked off Shane Mosley. Yeah. You know how right. that <laughs> how that and cycle Spinks, goes up. I think Spinks had won the IBF belt before that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, yeah, that was the case. Um, I'm trying to remember this fight. I know that Zab Judah was on his game. Spinks is a, is a good boxer. Of course, he comes from uh, – boxing family and all of that but that mm. being said he he was i i think it was uh an achievement for him as far as uh actually becoming an undisputed uh welterweight champion or a champion in general uh by comparison because his uh because of course um his i guess it would have been uncles or something of that nature yeah were, were uh very good you know um uh, um, yeah, that's right. Michael, that's his uncle, and Leon, who who recently passed, was his father. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Michael, the uncle, yeah, Michael, hmm. the Jinx Sphinx, yeah, a yeah. uh, great champion as well, yeah, and Leon player. as well. Yeah. R.I.P. to uh, Leon. Yeah, you did make a good point. Since we last uh, had a discussion, uh, and interestingly, we're starting out with his Sphinx. Uh, he did pass away, so. Uh, Send our salutes to their family. But, yeah, he was a, a great fighter. Uh, was able to beat Muhammad Ali. And we all know that uh, that was a big deal, even even though um, that version of Muhammad Ali probably wasn't his, at his yeah. best. But it was still an amazing achievement. And uh, he's respected in the boxing world. I know that. Yeah, definitely. I think he's he's had a few other... Quite good uh, wins, uh, but of course his career never really 
took off the yeah. way it was supposed or expected to. So it was yeah, mindful yeah. that turned out to be the great uh, brother <laughs> in that family. So. Indeed, indeed. So, so yeah. In uh, in regards to that Judah Spinks fight, I'm trying to recall it much. I just remember Judah was. Uh, this was Judah after he had, or maybe this was when he won the belts. This was prior to the uh, the fight with uh, Floyd Mayweather, right? So yeah, he would go on to lose to Carlos Baldemir, which mm. I think we'll get to. So Judah looked like he was good. He's bounced back from that whole situation with Costa Zoo. Looked like welterweight was going to be his weight, um, and it would all he would put everything together at this particular point. Um, so we'll see what history t- entails uh, as we move further along in the decade. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was, uh, and I I think that fight was actually in St. Louis, where Spinks are yeah. from. So. It was a major uh, ups. I mean, a major, a devastating loss for Corey. Yeah, I, yeah, I rem- yeah, yeah. I remember it was a, a big event, especially big for St. Louis at that particular time. I didn't watch it live. Um, it was uh, I can't remember if it was on a uh, Showtime <laughs> or, or what. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but I remember I didn't watch it live, um, but I remember it's a big, and I got that notice uh, in the aftermath of the fight that Judah had knocked him out. Yeah, and I think also before they had one fight with which Spinks won. It was pretty good. Uh, I know both guys were down once in that fight, and uh, okay. I, I, had, I think I've seen it before. But now there, there's a a while, <laughs> while. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So, Same uh, here. Kind of. So it was a kind mind. of a revenge for Judah, of course. Very sweet one. <laughs> oh yes, without a doubt. To get those titles along with it, so yeah, yeah, good move on his part. All right, so um, then from there we move on to March nineteenth. It's definitely worth mentioning uh, because it was the great Eric El Terrible Morales taking on Manny Pacman Pacquiao, and this was Pacquiao during the time where he was starting to really make waves, and this was an excellent fight. I watched it not too long ago, um, uh, and. It was just uh, an action fight. Two very offensive fighters. Uh, mm-hmm. And Morales, he actually showed that his boxing skills were a little bit better for better than Manny Pacquiao's in that particular fight. But this isn't to say that Manny Pacquiao wouldn't come on and figure him out in uh, later fights, uh, I would say. Uh, but this was really a good clash. And Morales, he was... He was still very serviceable uh, as far as his game. Uh, this isn't the blown-up 140-pound uh, Morales that we saw uh, in later years. This was Morales when he was still very much a viable option. Uh, and Manny Pacquiao, as mentioned, he was uh, he was he was coming up, and he was, he was really taking the. And at that particular fight, I believe that was featherweight. He was taking the world by storm. Uh, yeah. Or. It's featherweight, or it was either featherweight or one thirty, or maybe um, super featherweight. Uh, maybe super. okay, yeah, maybe super featherweight. Yeah. But I know he was he was starting to take the world by storm at that particular time, just because of his uh, offensive style, and he didn't disappoint in any fight. What are your thoughts on that particular matchup, that first one? You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Morales, so uh, when I first watched it, and uh, it was, I was very happy, of course, to. 
I didn't know that he had actually beaten um, any, and he had been the last for quite a long time you know, to to yeah. beat him. So it was, uh, I guess that was his maybe. I mean, you could see final grade performance, even though he oh, yeah. he he later on had a few, you know, when he came back, few yeah. victories. But that was really you know, him at his final peak, you know, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> right after that, or not long after that, he lost to Zahir Rahim, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they fought, when he and Pacquiao fought again, I mean, it's not like I'm not trying to take anything away from Manny Pacquiao, but it was not <laughs> the same Eric Morales. I think you know any longer that he that Manny fought that night on the 19th of March. You know, so. I can see that, yeah, yeah. It looked like uh, the fight had, or the flame just started to flicker a little bit as yeah. far as uh, fighting is concerned with Eric Morales at that particular point. Yeah, and he had so many wars, you know, with Barrera and Manny himself, you know, some other guys, some brutal wars. Jesus Chavez also, for instance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he had just been become spent, I think, and... Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he he definitely didn't need a third fight against Pacquiao. That was a great, great mistake. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah this, I think yeah, this yeah, fight was a really really great performance, simply by him. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I'm thinking that that time off probably did him some good, and he was able to get the uh he was able to kind of kind of rekindle the flame and, and get that spark yeah. back in his second time around just to finish off where he essentially left off in a sense you know mm. yeah because he was coming off a loss actually from off against Barrera in their last fight which was oh, also yeah. a, a real classic of course <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's that story <laughs> Oh, yes, without a doubt. Wars. And speaking of wars, uh, the next fight we must discuss is one of the uh, greatest fights that uh, the world has been witness to. took oh, place yeah. on May 7th in 2005. It was the late, great Diego Corrales uh, taking on Jose Luis Castillo. Uh, and this was, there was a WBO and WBC lightweight title on the line. They were unifying. And this was, as mentioned, a fight that goes down in memory. And when we think about the great fights over the last 20 to 30 years, then this is one that uh, some, it tops the list for some, uh, definitely, along with the uh, Gotti uh, Ward fight, um, the first one at least. Um, But this is one that was action-packed throughout. And we saw two guys who were willing to give it their all. Yeah, we also got a knockout in the end. So that I think this one yes. wins. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, I I've seen the fight several times. I really love love always seeing it again, and uh, uh, simply amazing. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, of course, it it looked like it was going towards a victory for Castillo, right? No, so yeah, it was. Yeah. On the way of stopping Corrales, that's the most amazing thing. And then just like that, you know, Corrales, it was like from a movie, you know, Joe Goosen comes 
you know, to give him his mouthpiece, and he says, "You better get inside of him now," you know. <laughs> and then he just turns it all around with one punch. <laughs> so it was amazing. Yeah, that fight was uh, full of the drama that you expect and seek in a uh, fight of that caliber. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You got to see Corrales buy himself some time by intentionally uh, spitting out his mouthpiece because yeah. he knew he needed those last-ditch seconds just to muster up something. But he saw that once he had the opening and he hurt uh, Castillo there at the tailwind, he was not going to stop, and he just went in for the kill, so to say. And that is exactly how you finish a fight at the top level. Yeah, that was uh, just amazing. I mean, and when the fight was over, I mean, that's this crowd, everyone erupted. <laughs> you couldn't see much. It was so loud. It was just, you know, uh, I don't know how, how you call that, but it was amazing. Uh, everybody went for uh-huh. their- <laughs> oh yes, without a doubt And that fight ended up winning the fight of the year For 2005, rightfully so And as mentioned, it is Just one of the greatest fights For those who may be listening who haven't seen it uh, Diego, Diego Corrales versus uh, Jose Castillo won The first fight This is one that you If you're not even a boxing fan You could potentially become one By mm. watching a fight like this Yeah just uh, unbelievable action all the way. Just um, indeed. Yeah. And now, um, moving on, it's like 2005. I'm just seeing now. It's just <laughs> like a heck of a year for boxing. It's like we have to talk about every major fight. But uh, May May 14th uh, was a week later from what the Diego Corrales Jose Castillo. We got Winky Wright taking on uh, Felix Trinidad. And yeah. this was after Winky Wright had defeated uh, Shane Mosley twice, mm. actually, to pick up. And in that, he had the um, – I can't remember which uh, title he had. It may have been uh, IBF. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, IBF. may have been IBF. Yeah. yeah. And so Felix Trinidad, he had – well, he was coming off a layoff, semi-retirement layoff or whatever you want to call it. But he was uh, – Moving up to 160, and the expectation at that particular time was that Trinidad would end up facing uh, Shane Mosley, but Winky Wright thwarted those plans when he actually fought Mosley, and he ended up taking on Felix Trinidad in what seemed to be on paper a heck of a fight as far as a stylistic clash, but Hmm. um, I'm sure you know what happened, Slavin. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was not much of a fight, of course, and and I just uh, Winky just neutralized the Felix Trinidad's offense, and yeah, I mean it's been a while since I watched it, but I know that it was just simply uh, <laughs> a total uh, <clears throat> schooling by Winky, right? You know, and uh, Trinidad was just. I mean, he was lost, <laughs> lost totally. Yeah, in in light of us actually, uh, you know, going through this process for this tailwind, I went back and watched a couple of things. I knew Winky Wright was going to be a, a heavy hitter over this decade, and I, I ended up going back to watch that fight. And, yeah, it was just uh, straight schooling for the most part. I didn't give uh, Trinidad a round, and – 
Yeah. He was just yeah. utterly confused. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was utterly confused. I don't recall him landing any shot of significance on Winky Wright. And Winky Wright at times looked like he was about to potentially stop him. Um, just think if Winky Wright had even more had, had more power than yeah. he certainly would have, you know, just by virtue of what he was doing. But yeah, Trinidad had no answer for the jab at all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Winky was never a really hard hitter, of course. So if he had more power, he would have stopped him. Yeah, or it would have been at least a quarter retirement. So <laughs> indeed, indeed, and and this um, as they were mentioning during the broadcast, this looked in some fashion outside of the stoppage piece, like when Trinidad had faced. Uh, Bernard Hopkins back in 2001, which we covered in the last uh, uh, part of the decade episode that we watched. Yeah. Uh, but it was a similar fashion, just a guy who was uh, the bigger guy and the greater boxer in Trinidad's power, not having an effect on either of those two fighters. There really mm. wasn't much that he could do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was a uh, school American style, you can say. <laughs> so that's... Oh, yeah. uh, he he went to the American school of boxing that those yeah. last <laughs> and he failed of course he flunked he failed <laughs> definitely did so there all right um so yeah then moving on June fourth two thousand five uh, we ended up having Ricky Hatton the great Ricky Hitman Hatton uh, he was the ring champion uh, and. Oh, no, he wasn't the ring champion, actually. Um, it was Costa Zhu yeah. who he was facing, who was the ring champion. So he was picking this up. Um, uh, for And the IDF lightweight title was on, like welterweight title was on the line. Um, and I watched that fight not too long ago as well. Probably, uh, it might have been uh, last, the tail end of last year, somewhere around there. And yeah, this was a rough and tumble for- performance for Ricky Hatton. He really was at his best as far as hit the game that worked for him, where he was able to basically outwork and outmuscle a strong uh, Costa Zoo on the inside. And he basically overwhelmed Zoo just with his offensive prowess. And Zoo ended up retiring in his corner, I do recall that, uh, because he at that point just knew that, of course, if the fight would have gone on, he was going to lose on the cards regardless. But he was just taking a bunch of punishment and he really hadn't never given an opportunity to break or, or, or even, uh, even let up on him to, to the tune of him being able to get any form of a breather to be able to get off his offense in an appropriate manner. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, Sue had some, of course, uh, good rounds, but, uh, in, uh, in large, he was uh, out muscle and you know out fought, and Hatton just simply <clears throat> he used uh, he had the right strategy, you know, and because uh, he had a considerable advantage in age, you know, at least. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and he had very fast feet and all that. So, uh, not a huge puncher, but he was a good body puncher, and anyway, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Sue was not no longer in his prime there because the year before he had some surgery. I don't recall. It was a shoulder maybe Mm -hmm. surgery or something. 
So he was, uh, of course, 36 almost. And yeah, but it, it was a great performance by Ricky Hatton, of course. So, yeah. Yeah, and if I recall correct, that was uh, uh, Zoo's last fight, right? Yeah. Uh, so, that yeah, was. it was essentially, essentially yeah, the, the last uh, – it, it turned out to be a good fight from uh, Eric Hager's you know, perspective. Yeah. It's just that what annoys me when, when the British fans go, oh, Zoo was destroyed by Ricky Hatton. He got completely outclassed. That's not the way it went. No, it was no, still no. a pretty competitive fight, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, it definitely was. So it was just that uh, <laughs> Kostya was the one who got more punishment and uh, simply was not, <laughs> he elected to not continue. Uh, well, whether that made, made him look bad, I don't know, but uh, he still, he, he still did uh, pretty well. I mean, he's got nothing yeah. to be ashamed of, so. No. I agree. I agree. It shouldn't take away from anything, uh, that fact. I think it was just a matter of timing. Uh, yeah. uh, Ricky Hatton just so happened to be on the rise, and it was the right yeah. time for him to come in and take that uh, fight. So Ricky was on his way in, and Costa was on his way out, simply to yeah. put it that way. All right. So, yeah, we'll move on. I'll just mention that uh, on June 18th, Antonio Tarver, he did – defeat Glenn Johnson in a rematch uh, that they had, um, a light heavyweight matchup, that is. Yeah, um, I still haven't seen that one. <laughs> the dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Yeah, I don't recall the full details of it. I, I just know that it was um, a decision. And, um, you know, if you used to see in Tarver and Johnson, it was uh, one of those I things. thought Tarver actually won the first one as well. So, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not just you know, because I'm a Tarver fan, but uh, I just yeah. <laughs> just kind of uh, just snatched that fight. But the judges didn't see that way, of course. Yeah, we know how the judging can be at times. <laughs> yeah. Tari, you know, had some, uh, he had a mouth, so he wasn't so, I guess, beloved as Glenn Johnson, perhaps, by yeah. <laughs> some of the judges. You know, he was a little bit brash and cocky and all that. So, oh, yeah. Still but, a very good fighter, of course, both were, but I think Tari was just slightly. At least slightly better than Glenn Johnson. So, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and Tarver got that late start, uh, and he really didn't take a lot of punishment. Um, so he was able, uh, and Glenn Johnson, he was able to last a, a pretty long period of time as well. But I think that Tarver was uh, at a higher level more yeah. at the time that Glenn Johnson was kind of fading out a little bit. Mm. 
Yeah, Johnson was like a workman. You could see, see, yeah. strong guy. Really, you know, worked hard, but uh, not like. I mean, didn't have the same talent as yeah. Tower or Jones, of course. So. Yeah, if you go look at his record, uh, you'll understand why he got the name Road Warrior. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, then from there, um, yeah, Hatton or, or Hatton fans saying uh, that he destroyed Costa Zoo are, sat, are definitely mistaken because we did see a destruction on June 25th, 2005, when Floyd Mayweather Jr. took on Arturo Gatti oh, yeah. uh, to pick up the WBC uh, light welterweight title. Um, and the fight in itself, I think the expectation was that Floyd was going to win, and he just did it in a complete dismantling of a turtle guy who was never the guy who was going to wow you technically, but he was going to be in there and, and he's going to be scrappy. But Floyd Mayweather Jr. in this case uh, didn't give him an opportunity to do much of anything in that fight. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was just very one-sided fight and... Uh... I don't got it. it was simply just uh I think mm-hmm. Floyd's style was simply all wrong for him and Yeah, that's a bad matchup for him. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like he was uh past well, he was like thirty three I think. So yeah. not that at least far, far past his prime because because er, earlier that year he Knocked out Jesse James Leha five oh, yeah, rounds. Jesse so. James. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, of course, you, when you have someone like Floyd Mayweather, uh, he will always win against the guy. <laughs> against Gary. I think even a prime guy, you know, maybe if they fought at 130, I don't know, maybe that then maybe it would have been a little closer. But, yeah. Uh, I don't Maybe know. somewhat competitive. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this fight, I think it was stopped in the seventh or after after the seventh. Yeah, but I know six. that it yeah. – okay, yeah. So, it theoretically could have been stopped sooner. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those fights uh, that will be on the records for both. Um, yeah. So, then we move to July of that same year, 2005. A guy that uh, I, I was a fan of is from – my home state of Arkansas. So we had yeah. Bernard Hopkins coming in as the, um, well, yeah, he was the undisputed middleweight champion at that particular time. He's yeah. taking on Jermaine Bad Intentions Taylor. Uh, and this was the first fight between the two. And mm. we know that it ended up being a split decision win for Jermaine Taylor that, of course, can be disputed because there are those who think that Hopkins uh, won as well. But it was one of those fights where you had this uh, younger, big athletic uh, boxer, strong, strong and athletic against Hopkins, who was uh, size-wise probably around the same uh, – but yeah. uh, he was more of a crafty fighter. He, he wasn't going to wow you with athleticism. He was a better boxer fundamentally and all of that stuff, and he knew all the tricks of the trade. Mm. But uh, in this matchup, it had some very <laughs> wild moments in terms of their exchanges, but I guess the judges, uh, or at least uh, two of them, saw 
Jermaine Taylor as the winner based on him at least throwing a lot of uh, heavy shots and connecting in some manners, even though that there were times there was a lot of wild uh, missing and tangling that was taking place in the fight. So I think that was the story of the fight in the whole, but uh, I think it was entertaining just thinking about it. And, yeah. and it was definitely a shocker when the uh, cards were eventually read. Yeah. I don't see how it was a split decision. I mean, I think Jermaine Taylor won like first nine or 10 rounds. Definitely. I just couldn't see anyone saying anything else. I mean, Anyone saying that those rounds were even close. So I if I remember correctly, Hopkins he came on strong in the tenth or eleventh. He did hurt Taylor, I know, in one of those yeah. rounds. But that's all. I mean he won maybe like three rounds or I I that's my opinion of course. Uh but uh, I just couldn't see him I just couldn't give him more than three round stops, you know. Because Taylor was simply outboxing him, beating him to the punch, you know, yeah. all the time, those first nine rounds. So, yeah. Yeah, if I call, recall correctly, I guess the, the feeling was that uh, a lot of uh, Taylor's shots weren't connecting. Um, <laughs> but, you know, back to different, I felt that Taylor won as well. Uh, I don't know yeah, if that's just. I haven't seen the fight in a while, but um, uh, either of the fights, but I had to go back and look again just to see what my thought is now because I want to make sure that there was no bias of me seeing another yeah. Arkans in there going getting get shot at that particular time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there I thought that Taylor won without a doubt because even if not all his punches connected, he still threw more than I than Hopkins. Hopkins simply didn't do enough. In, those first nine rounds or something. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, you know, and we can say that that has been the case with Hopkins in other fights as well. Yeah. Where he lost, uh, he didn't really do a ton. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes he could be, I guess, lazy or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, we move on to October of 2005. Antonio Tarver, he had a rematch and won a unanimous decision with Roy Jones. And I think that this yeah. fight, uh, more than anything, showed that the Roy Jones of old was not there any longer. And yeah. theoretically could have called it quits there and at least wouldn't have a lot of this back end stuff on his legacy. But um, it was a good performance by Antonio Tarver. And just a sort of average, underwhelming performance by Jones, who looked for sure as though he he couldn't really pull the trigger in the manner that he previously could. And he was probably seeing ghosts in a sense, thinking about getting knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen a fight a couple of times. Pretty good fight. I mean, Jones, I remember he had a few good uh, moments. In round five, I believe there was one when he was first hurt against the ropes, and then he just suddenly, he grabs that rope, you know, and then he just <laughs> goes right <laughs> That was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Tarver really won that fight, definitely, and he was close to getting Jones out of there in the 11th round. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, so it was a good performance simply by Tarver and Jones. Simply not, you know, having enough left in the tank to, you know, yeah, do, yeah, anything about it. So, 
Yeah, which is which uh, yeah, yeah, and after seeing that, of course, I know we talked about this last time. It's crazy to think that Roy only retired a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> true in his last fight, I guess, yeah. He was oh, already man. almost like thirty seven or something. Yeah. Yeah, if, I think yeah, I think he might have been uh so was he that I thought he might have been like thirty four, thirty five. <laughs> I right, believe he was born sixty nine. Mm, okay. Yeah, I I got a pretty good good memory for that stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're on it then. Hey, you're right. Hey, Roy. Hey, should have called it quits, but hey, can't stop getting that check, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So then we move on to December third. This is the rematch. Jermaine Taylor Bernard Hopkins. It was a. Uh, Similar to the previous fight, I would say a little bit less intense uh, in my in my eyes, maybe um, just from what I recall, um, maybe because of the uh, build up to the first fight and, and the thought that hey, this is the first time in a while that we think someone can legitimately beat Hopkins. But uh, similar thing, I think uh, this one may have uh, theoretically could be considered closer. I need to uh, watch it again. I don't remember the full details of it, but. I thought uh, Jermaine Taylor got denied um, or deserves denied in this fight as well. Um, but, yeah, I know that others may feel different. I don't know if you recall that fight. Uh, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Unfortunately, I just couldn't be bothered to see it, you know. Uh, I did <laughs> for a while to, to watch it, but then, you know, simply there were others that I wanted to watch more, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> just not a fan of uh, watching Bernard Hopkins so much. <laughs> I must admit, yeah. But uh, I guess I mean he was definitely it was his last fight at one sixty, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved on from there. So I believe he was simply you know just uh, not able to keep up with those faster, younger guys like Taylor, and, you know. It was it yeah, yeah. was much better once he went over went up you know to one seventy five. So. Yeah, but he had been at one sixty four you know since like ninety when he yeah. first started uh, uh, 90, 91, 90 or Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had been there for a long period of time. So this probably yeah. was a, a good long. move for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some guys, you know, they they usually uh, once they get past like their early 20s or whatever, mid-20s mid at least, they uh, mm. are forced to move up. But I know that Bernard, he was always pretty meticulous as far as just dieting and outside of the ring, the stuff that he did, which it was able, which helped him last uh, for as long as he did. Yeah, I don't understand why he stayed so long, but that, that was his choice. I mean, at 160, because he was simply not a true middleweight anymore. And, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, for 2005, the last major fight, um, which was December 17th, is a fight that I'm just going to uh, say, I'm going to go on a limb and say that you didn't see, because I know that I didn't see oh, Nick no. Valuev against John Ruiz, but Valuev uh, <laughs> <laughs> picked up a title, picked up a WBA heavyweight title, and uh, yeah. yeah, so that was oh. that. The worst heavyweight champion ever. <laughs> I think it's so boring. The mummy, you know, like it was like yeah. a mummy, a giant mummy. Without a doubt. 
<laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, we move on to 2006, the first major fight to kick things off, a fight that we had mentioned previously. Uh, Carlos Baldemir was able to upset Zab Judah, and this was while Judah was in line for a fight with Floyd Mayweather Jr. in what was a, a, a more yeah. highly anticipated fight. But Carlos Baldemir, a wily veteran, uh, just came in and upset the apple cart on Zab Judah, who at this particular time, uh, we start to see, well, this was, I guess, the start of the trend of Zab Judah would have uh, some good for fights where he would look excellent, and then he would have more lethargic performances yeah. that made you say that, hey, does this guy really have that stuff to, uh, you know, really take it to the next level? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that was also here had that uh, weakness when he would fade in the late rounds, like or in the second half, yeah. really. So that was, I know that Cornell uh, Whitaker once I saw him talk about it because he was uh, very close with. Oh him. yeah. So oh was, yeah, I remember he was in his corner uh, early on. Yeah. So he said, you know, you, you got to fight, like, the whole fight, you know, just not just the first six rounds. And that's what he does, you know, sometimes just fights yeah. for real the first six rounds. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, this fight, um, you know, changed uh, some things. It just altered some things as far as just, you know, the the fight with Mayweather and then how that was going to be anticipated uh, with, you know, champions coming together. And, um, but, you know, hey, yeah. I'm sure Zab's name will pop up again here before this decade closes out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, John Mark McCormick. Yeah, we're not going to mention that one. <laughs> All right. January 21st, uh, Pacquiao and Eric Morales, they ended up uh, fighting again. And this is where Pacquiao stopped Morales in the 10th round. Then as mentioned, that first fight was great. This fight was even greater for Pacquiao more so because he just was on an offensive arsenal that forced Eric Morales to say no more. No more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, as I said, it was, uh, I think, first – at least half the fight was pretty, you know, even, pretty competitive. And I guess Morales simply started to fade, you know, as the fight yeah. went on and he was stopped. He was knocked down in the 10th round. He was stopped. And it was sad to watch, of course, for everyone who was a fan of his. But uh, as I said, uh, after that Raheem fight, I don't think he was uh, no longer... I mean, he was not at his peak and, anymore. So yeah, and uh, he did retire not so long after that second or third Pacquiao fight. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. I think this was the uh, yeah, this was the second one. So yeah, yeah. I think I was uh, mixing the two. I think it's the third where he, you can see, he clearly just uh, three months no more third one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and he, he just knew that he didn't have it. Uh, but, yeah, he, but as you mentioned earlier, he'd been in a lot of wars, Yeah, uh, especially those uh, Barrera fights. I'm sure they took a lot out of him. <laughs> those were brutal fights, yeah. 
Yeah, there was and, a lot uh, of hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, <laughs> those two did not like each other. Yeah, and I, you know, I always wondered, uh, do they like each other now? You know, I don't know. I must, <laughs> I'm not too sure. Because <laughs> you know, the poor boy and the rich boy. You know, so yeah, boy from Tijuana and rich boy from Mexico City. So, <laughs> which <laughs> was Pereira, of course, the rich boy. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> but yeah, interesting stuff. Um, uh, February 25th, 2006, Shane Mosley, TKO, Fernando Vargas. Uh, right. And I believe this was, uh, at least for my matter, probably the last. Well, I know that Vargas went on to fight uh, Mayorga, but yeah. I feel like this was the last, I guess, somewhat serviceable version of Fernando Vargas yeah. that we saw as a competitor when he lost to uh, Shane Mosley. Yeah, it was in 10. I know it. It was stopped in the 10 rounds, in the 10, because somebody had got cut or something. Um, but it was very close until then. So I remember I actually, when I, I did <laughs> score it, so I actually had Vargas ahead by one, one, okay. five rounds to four, you know. So so you, you couldn't score the last round because it was, uh, I think, over, uh, it was... Uh, Stopped like after one minute of the tenth round or something. I don't know. Okay, I take it this was at one fifty four, right? Yeah. So it was a very good performance by both guys. So, but that rematch was simply already. I mean, Vargas was not there <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I have to go back and uh, look at it again. I remember the results. You know, seeing the highlights and things of what happened. Him being stopped. I don't remember too many details of the fight, so I'm wondering if I saw beyond the highlights mainly. But that's one I'm definitely going to have to go back and check out. But, um, yeah, I do know that, yeah, that was probably the last good performance we saw from Vargas for yeah. his career. Hmm. All right. Then uh, move on to March 3rd. Uh, a guy I love to hate, as some would say, uh, Joe Calzaghe defeated Jeff Lacey. Uh, via unanimous decision, IBF and WBO super middleweight title unification bout. Yeah. And that was a, a this was like a, a very good fight, uh, sort of coming out party for Kazagi to American audiences, I would say, uh, more so than anything. And he just basically overwhelmed and completely outboxed uh, Jeff Lacey, who beyond swinging, and and praying for uh, and praying and hoping for something to land, really just didn't know at all what to do with uh, Joe Calzaghe. And stylistically, it was a bad matchup for him. And yeah. I, I watched it not too long ago. He was uh, bloodied, uh, cut on both eyes, if I'm not mistaken. And really, Jeff Lacey. It was either he was overrated or he was never the same. I'm thinking it was a matter of him being never the same after that fight. Uh, and it yeah. probably took away a good deal of confidence from him. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, he was simply ru ruined by Kozagi. And uh, for that, he had some good wins. And uh, but The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. 
The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Kozlagi was just on another level and technically, I mean, it was just... And he really needed that performance, you know, because he had a lot of doubters, a lot of critics <laughs> back then. It was like, who who did he beat? Nobody, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least nobody in guys. their time, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a post on Facebook uh, saying uh, Kalzagi, I got a lot of backlash. Uh, it was yeah. in, a, like, this... Um, British boxing group. I said that uh, Proof Cal's because he had, did a ring interview saying the best he's ever faced, and he said the best he faced was uh, Miguel Kessler, who was uh, a very good fighter. I loved uh, watching uh, Kessler, but I yeah. uh, had did a post saying, "Hey, this is Proof Calzaghi is overrated. The best he's ever faced is uh, Miguel Kessler." Forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, me man. <laughs> I think he was just being uh, well realistic because he was private yeah. and. Uh, Hobbies yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jones were not so maybe was trying to be nice. <laughs> so, yeah. People didn't take too kindly to my post in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought uh, you would come to my defense, uh, Slavin. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Had, he had a lot of haters. I remember I was in in this forum uh, boxing scene. I think you have heard of. It. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I know that. Yeah, just after he had quit, it was in 2009, you know, and everybody was just calling him names like Cal Slappy and, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't remember. It was, others, uh, it was just so much hate. Uh, so I was like, what? What's going on around here? Why do they hate him? Hate him? You know, I, I still have an account over there. I had uh, logged in, like, last year, the first time in several years, and I think I posted like, well, I commented on like two things, but I haven't been back in. Uh, but I remember being on there. There's a lot of craziness goes down there. Or yeah, there was to. a lot of yeah, <laughs> a lot of trolls, a lot of trolling. <laughs> yeah, definitely a troll factory. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so then we go March 18th, 2006. James Tony took on. Haseen Rothman oh, for the yeah. WBC heavyweight title ended in a draw. Um, is this the one where he's – no, no, this is not what I'm thinking of. That's a different one. Um, I don't recall this fight, really. Did I see that? You recall it? I have seen it, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I don't know if I have ever really seen the whole fight, but <laughs> I have seen it. Yeah, me either. So did uh, Tony not beat him? For some reason, I had in my mind that Tony beat him. I think. But I guess not. No, but uh, it was close. I guess since I I haven't scored it, but Tony had definitely some good moments, and yeah, 
Rahman was kind of slow and uh, simply using his strength, I guess, to you know, to win those rounds yeah, yeah. that he won. Yeah, naturally bigger guy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the huge, All right. huge difference, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I guess press on then. Um, so uh, there, from there, April 1st, there's a Sergey Lyakovich. Mm. Uh, he won the WBO heavyweight title by defeating Lehman Brewster. I remember Brewster for sure. I don't really remember uh, Lyakovich. Um, so I'm guessing he didn't have a lengthy defense uh, because I don't remember him. Yeah, <laughs> he was stopped in his first defense by Shannon Briggs. <laughs> Because okay. in the twelfth round, I think also even so, which was very uncharacteristical for Briggs, you know. But uh, I guess I think Lyakovich was ahead, yes, and then he was just stopped in the last round. Very unlucky. So, yeah. Oh yeah. He was, oh, was a good technical boxer, but he, he didn't have much power. I remember Lyakovich and. Uh, I guess. Oh, yeah, and that that can certainly be a challenge at heavyweight. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's that just, particular time. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So then, April eighth, Floyd Mayweather defeated Zab Judah. A fight we had mentioned. Uh, we mentioned Zab would pop up again. So this fight, uh, I remember that um, Floyd was getting flack because uh, he chose to fight Judah as opposed to Baldemir, who yeah. he ultimately ended up uh, fighting. But um, this fight of better fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a better, uh, the more known commodity, of course, was Zab Judah. And the fight in itself, it, uh, definitely um, for the first uh, few rounds, uh, Zab Judah was showing that, uh, hey, he is on this level, you know. Yeah. He's giving Floyd a little bit of trouble. Um, yeah. But, uh, then eventually, um, you know, things happened. Uh, you know, there was a brawl and yeah. Roger Mayweather ended up hopping in. And from crazy. that point on, <laughs> it looked like, uh, Zab didn't truly want to be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He just, uh, went all like tug on Floyd because he was, he he was being dominated, you know, and uh, he just yeah. <laughs> decided to get him the only way he could, you know, <laughs> the dirty way. <laughs> so that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, but yeah, uh, good fight. I mean, the first four yeah. rounds, I think Zab was doing well. You know, and he perhaps yeah, he scored a knockdown, but it wasn't acknowledged by the judge. I think Floyd touched. Yeah. With his glove, you know, the canvas. But yeah, replay showed that it actually did touch a little bit, so that should count. In the second round, I believe, right? Something like that. Yeah, I believe it was that. I believe it was the second. But yeah, it did touch. It barely, but it touched. So yeah. technically that was a knockdown. Yeah, so it was uh, <laughs> a great achievement, you might say, but still uh um Sab just he kind of faded after the sixth round as as he has done. <clears throat> before and after. Yeah. <laughs> and I recall his technique going completely out of the window and he was looking like he was just street fighting at that particular point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was so, yeah. another Floyd victory. Yeah, you have another one, they say. All right, then moving on from that, April 22nd, 
Um, Vladimir Klitschko ended up uh, winning the IBF World Heavyweight title from Chris Bird with a seventh round stoppage. And I remember he was battering uh, Chris Bird uh, around the time of that stoppage. I know Bird wanted to go on, but he would have been hurt, in my opinion, because he just was battered and bruised at that particular point. Yeah, it was a very one-sided fight. I've seen it once or twice, but not so long ago. It was pretty one-sided, you know, all the way, in, uh, especially the last three or four rounds. So it was just a matter of time. And when, <laughs> then when, of course, Vladimir got him down, then there was no reason to continue. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Chris Bird, you know, he was uh, stylistically, he's, I, I definitely liked him as a boxer, as an excellent boxer. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he wasn't really a, a big heavyweight, you know. So oh, of course. Especially was. going against the likes of uh, Vladimir Klitschko yeah. and some of those other guys. <laughs> Giants. Could you imagine him today even, even with him being a better boxer? I just think that the like guys like Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, for that yeah. matter, would, would just be problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and in in the end, Bird went down to light heavyweight. So, yeah, he didn't really. It was just too late, and he wound up retiring. I remember he was even knocked out at light heavyweight by one guy. (laughs) So, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he was in the news uh, over the past year, at least, uh, because he seemed to be legitimately aiming at making a comeback at, back at now. I think he's 50 years old, but at middleweight, uh, he's oh. gotten down to the middleweight level. Uh, he looks to be in very good shape, but um, yeah, but still, doesn't, I think he was he was talking competitively, too. Yeah, they all do until they <laughs> stepped in, that, you know, then afterwards they yeah. look in good shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe if he were to do some exhibition, ally that Tyson Jones style yeah. exhibition, Why he could do some things with that. But he was talking like he actually wanted to make a run at the title, which uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone wants to see him get hurt. You had several old fighters uh, coming back for, I mean Virgil Hill. I know well, I had one fight in twenty fifteen. It was oh, yeah. just one one easy fight, and <laughs> that was all. So that's all yeah. right. I recently ran across a video of um, of Pat Militech, who was this a UFC fighter taking on, I want to say Michael Nunn, oh, and it was in a some kind of exhibition style kickboxing wow. match. I just thought it was interesting. Michael, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was interesting things, you know. But I think he's like fifty plus, you know. Yeah. So now I don't know. It's because I guess all this uh, <laughs> new, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I I don't know really the, the whole new stuff. The whole new uh, medical uh, scene has changed. You know, you know because yeah. back in the old days, nobody would you know come back after being away for like twenty years or. 15 from ring, you know. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So now yeah. it's, it's it's really happening quite frequently. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, not to go on a tangent, but I also have been seeing, uh, since we're in the same ballpark, uh, updates that uh, Tyson and Holyfield 3 could happen. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know if that means as an exhibition or what. I just, but I will say that I don't see Evander Holyfield being the exhibition type for some no, reason. No, no, <laughs> no, he would just start rolling. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see how he could hold himself back. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. I I don't think so either. You know, it just simply like, uh, well, he was a street fighter, I guess. That's also how he started. So, or his yeah. brother anyway. So yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting. We'll see though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He is very um, still strong and tough. I I believe he he, he still can. Oh yeah, it's we'll amazing. See him working out, he looks good. Yeah, he's been in such incredible wars, and he still can talk without slurring yeah. his speech or anything. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> which like, is the opposite of uh, Riddick Bow. He slurs when he yeah, uh, speaks. Uh, unfortunately, and I know he was talking about uh, trying to make a comeback. I don't think that would be a good thing. I don't even think he should do exhibitions because he's oh. he's clearly slurring uh, when he speaks. Yeah, and he has far less fights than uh, Holyfield. You can say, or he retired much younger. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. So that goes to show, you know, um, yeah, you never know. But he definitely should not uh, be thinking in that capacity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love all those guys, but I I don't think they should be really coming back in any way. Uh, maybe. But you know, you know, one of the things they see how well Tyson Jones did. I'm sure that only yeah. kind of fuels the fire in in some sense, especially if you get one of these companies like Triller, who's going to pay for. It. And I know we've completely gone on a tangent, but you see that they. Uh, Ended up outbidding uh, the zone top ranking for the Tiafima Lopez versus Cambosos fight. Yeah, six million. Uh, I think the <laughs> highest bid that uh, outside of that was, I guess, the zone at three point something, three point five or something of that nature. Yeah, that's not <laughs> just small, small cash. <laughs> the question is, is whether uh, Triller becomes a real player. I don't know if you've. Uh, noticed them but they have this uh little app it's sort of like tiktok where you can make these little short videos yeah. sort of like tiktok and these other and other little short video type yeah it's an app like that um so i i guess i don't know if they're trying to pedal that or if they're just or what the deal is but it's interesting that they shelled out that much um uh, uh, for this fight, uh, mm-hmm. just to make sure that they can get it, and I'm, I'm guessing, that, of course, they got money to spare right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting to see if they're going to be a real player in boxing. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the game has changed already, you know, in so many ways. So Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, you know we can. Uh, Keep going. Uh, <laughs> May 6th, Oscar De La Hoya, who was always one of my favorite fighters, he came back uh, in 2006 to defeat Ricardo Mayorga in an entertaining fight. Um, <laughs> Mayorga thought his uh, bully tactics at the weigh-ins and, uh, and all the press conferences was going to get into De La Hoya's head, and ultimately it did not because he got dropped in the first round and it looked like, okay, yes, this guy can actually fight. And it didn't get any better for him there, even though he had may have had a couple of little moments. But it was clear that De La Hoya was a level above. Definitely, yeah. 
he it was so impressive that he was able to stop Mayorga in six rounds because of course it took Trinidad eight rounds uh, to do so and he was even knocked down once so Hoya was simply a class above and yeah I mean you feel that maybe if he hadn't been of course he had to be a little cautious so if he had went all out in the first round mm-hmm. you feel maybe he could have stopped it stopped yes. yeah I feel that I feel that's the case yeah just based on the shot that he caught him with yeah definitely that was a I I believe a left hook or right doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was a left hook, and uh, you know, Mayorga, yeah, he's a he's a tough guy, but man, that was a shot. Uh, yeah. Tough, and, guy, and, yeah. But man, that was a heck of a uh, hook that caught him yeah. and dropped him. But I guess Oscar really wanted to teach him a lesson, to give him a beating, you know, because uh, Mayorga had mm-hmm. said some bad things, uh, really nasty about. Him and his family, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. slapped him, I believe, in that prep. He was always entertaining in his press conferences, I yeah. say. <laughs> he just went too far, I mean, further than anybody <laughs> preps. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did the same with Shane Mosley, if you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I felt like that was staged. Yeah, what do you hey. think? <laughs> I was like, that had to be staged. Come on. Yeah, probably. I wasn't surprised. It, it definitely fit uh, Mayorga's uh, mo, but um, I felt yes. like that that particular piece of it was staged. I don't know, really. Uh, <laughs> that guy is simply crazy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we had that. Then uh, I don't think I saw this fight, but uh, Mark uh, May twenty two thousand six, Marco Antonio Barrera beat uh. Rocky Juarez be oh, yeah. a split decision. Great um, fight. Did you watch that? Yeah. I don't I have, think I saw it. I have it, but now there's also a few years since I have yeah. it. But it's great, really great close fight. Very, very, you know, true <laughs> action fight. Yeah. I think it was close, but Barrera won, I think, with by one or two rounds, something. Yeah, it was a split decision. So, um, but then, oh look, what I'm reading here, uh, yeah, it was originally announced a draw, but it ended up being a split decision because two cards were tabulated wrong, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, Rocky Juarez, he was also back at the time on a really good uh, contender, really tough. Oh, yeah, oh, Rocky. Yeah, I, I do remember Rocky. Not a ton of his fights, but I do remember him. I, I may have seen a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. He fought- if he fought uh, Juan Diaz. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And Chris Maybe John. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris John. <laughs> Chris John. I wonder if his name will pop up. Maybe he yeah. wasn't high profile. Maybe he wasn't high profile enough, though. Yeah, unfortunately, he was very good. But, uh, he fought too much at home, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was able to beat uh, Juan Manuel Marquez. What yeah. do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Even though many say, oh, that should have been a Marquez victory. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, really. I've I've seen it. But it's pretty hard to score that fight, you know, because <laughs> so many yeah. rounds are close. And, uh, yeah, simply. Yeah. Those types of fights, yeah, definitely are tough. And you know, they could go either way for history, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Um, 
Moving on, June 10th, 2010, or 2006, my, my bad. Uh, Bernard Hopkins defeated Antonio Tarver. I do recall this fight for a unanimous decision to, to take the light heavyweight title. Yeah. Um, and what I do recall that this fight uh, primarily was the fact that uh, Tarver just seemed to be unable to really land that left hand, and therefore Bernard Hopkins was able to outcraft him. Yeah, and he had been, you know, doing that movie Rocky Balboa, so he had to put on a lot of muscle. Oh yeah. Then he had to lose that before this fight, so I guess that also kind of, kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mason the Lion Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it was a pretty poor performance by Tara. So I mean, I think many, quite many, expected him to win uh, because. It was the first fight for Hopkins at the new weight. And, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it's just uh, one of those uh, situations. I forgot he was uh, in that movie. So, yeah. I can see how that, uh, that could have affected things. <laughs> you know, when you knock out Roy Jones, then you start getting all the roles. And all yeah, that that's stuff. right. <laughs> Before that, Roy Jones was getting all the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so then uh, the next big fight, June 17th. So a week later, we got Winky Wright versus Jermaine Taylor, which ended in a draw. I don't really recall um, good fight. every detail of the fight. I just remember. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. It was close. And, uh, yeah, that, and it was a similar situation. People, uh, people, There were people that felt winky one. People felt Jermaine one. Probably more so who felt winky mm-hmm. one. Uh, I don't remember all the details. Um, I need to look at it again, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember the details. But I, I think, I mean, both guys fought pretty well. I mean, um, was very close. So I remember Winky was very aggressive in some rounds and kind of pushed Taylor, which was a little bit surprising because he's smaller, you know, but he pushed Taylor against the ropes a couple of times. And uh, But he didn't <coughs> land that much uh, in those uh, <laughs> moments. So yeah, I guess it, that was the reason why some said that Winky should have won, but uh, I thought it was pretty fair that decision. Yeah, mm. yeah, good to go. Um, so then we go on. Let's see, Baldemir defended his title and beat Toro Gotti. Um, 
I see Edwin Valero, who I'm sure will pop up again. He won the WBA Super Featherweight title, uh, defeating Vicente Mosquera, mm. 10th round TKO in Panama. I know this was around the time where he couldn't fight in the U.S. for sure because of uh, the situation with him and that motorcycle accident and where oh, yeah. he was actually cleared to fight. Yeah. Um, well, that you know, was you know, amazing. Yeah. Whether he was credibly clear to fight, at least. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, he, he was a uh, yeah he was, a, he was an amazing fighter. Definitely, I'm sure his name will pop up again. Yeah, because that guy Mosquera, I have seen him also fight. He was pretty mm-hmm. amazing himself. Actually, he was very fast guy, very skill skillful. And but uh, okay, Valera was simply too much for him in the end. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah, fight. Yeah, he was like a... Yeah. Valero. Yeah, I don't think I saw this fight. Um, just from the other, other fights I've seen of Valero, yeah, he was definitely a locomotive, and he seemed to be able to keep fighting at an intense level later in fights. Yeah, definitely. All right. Then we have uh, October 12th of uh, that same year, 2006, we're on... Oleg Maskeyev knocked out uh, Hasim Rothman, and this was around one of those times. This was in the 12th round, the WBC title uh, he he won with that. But um, this is around the time. This was right before the Klitschko's were able to grasp up all the titles, or or a couple of years before that happened, at least. Uh, I remember Maskeyev. Then you're going to see some Chagayevs and uh, others, um, I'm sure, uh, had titles. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of him. Uh, this is before they were able to scoop him up and pretty much uh, hold on to him for a long period. Yeah. Those guys are perhaps so almost forgotten now. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty special time. And you had oh, yeah. all these different champions from faraway countries, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Uh, they were all spread about for the most part. Uh, then uh, September 16th, Marco Antonio Barrera, he fought uh, Rocky Warris again and successfully defended his Super Federal, WBC Super Featherweight title. Did you end up watching that one as well? No, no. I, or I know that I did. Maybe I have, but once perhaps. Now, I don't really remember it. I don't think I've seen it, truly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Um, then October 14th, Mikhail Kessler unified the WBC and WBA super middleweight titles, knocking out Marcus Bayer yeah. in three rounds. I know I haven't seen that, um, but uh, Kessler, you know, this was when he was on top of his game for sure, yeah. or at least making his name the Viking Warrior. I've only seen that on the knockout, so cool. yeah, that's <laughs> pretty brutal. Yeah. Then uh, November 4th, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, became the uh, linear welterweight champion, WBC and uh, linear welterweight champion, by defeating Carlos Baldemir in a fight where, yeah, Floyd just pretty <coughs> much outboxed him. It wasn't necessarily... Exciting and entertaining fight. Uh, even though, yeah, people, some people 
Pat said he should face um, Baltimore, and he did, um, but he won pretty handily from yeah, what I it was. I haven't seen it, but they say it was a boring fight. And I know, of course, yeah. Larry Merchant <laughs> was very down. <laughs> in the interview with Floyd afterwards, he said, do you think that this was exciting? He was like, he was playing. <laughs> and Floyd got all upset. And, oh, you never give me any credit. And, you know, all that. <laughs> But, yeah, I remember watching it. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily an exciting fight. And I think, yeah, it wasn't just solely on him, but Carlos Baldemir, he was more of a kind of plotter, come forward guy. Yeah, slow guy. Floyd just outboxed him. Floyd just outboxed him, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Then November 11th, Vladimir Klitschko knocked out Calvin Brock. Still a pretty excellent knockout, uh, defending his IBF heavyweight title. This was the next American guy who was making waves, at least going to be that guy. I remember hearing from Calvin Brock after that. Mm. But I know he got hurt or he had some kind of issue or something that came about uh, why he didn't keep fighting. I can't recall exactly what it was, but it may have been some kind of medical issue. Wasn't he like some kind of a banker? I think he was called something like... (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Banker. Yeah, but yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, he was like, you know, this was the start of that sort of wave of, hey, we found this American guy. He's going to be the one. Yeah. No, right. we found this one. It's this one went on. Knockout, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this went on for a good number of years, probably until uh, probably like two, year, two or three years ago, actually. I remember, you know, uh, I've seen Brock knock out that guy. I think it was Zuri Lawrence. That was a pretty good... I mean, he could punch, definitely. Yeah. Mm. But uh, he still wasn't... He was a lot of shorter, I, I remember also. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Vladimir, so, yeah. Yeah, wasn't on uh, Vlad's level. Yeah. And then uh, to close out that year, 2006, actually, that's when that this is when Manny Pacquiao knocked out Eric Morales in three rounds. Yeah, uh, we don't have not not necessarily a, a knockout as in he was knocked out cold, more so knocked the fighting spirit out of Eric Morales. Yeah, that was just uh, an old Morales, not physically, but I guess in his, in his soul. <laughs> yeah, an old old man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it for sure. Yeah, I don't think he really enjoyed fighting anymore. And of course, he had maybe one more fight, which he also lost to that guy. What's it, David Diaz? I believe. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Who yeah, would have so. not even been on his level? Yeah, in his prime. I know that been at all some people said it was controversial loss, but anyway, he retired after that, so wasn't back for like three until three years later. So Morales was, yeah. <laughs> of course, it was just too much and uh, just a really big mistake to sign for that third fight. After yeah, losing the second one. <laughs> so that. Probably should have uh, took a, a little lighter touch up prior yeah, to doing I, something like that. I would understand. I would have understood if he lost on points, you know, in the second fight, but he was stopped, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Mm. All right. Now we're moving on to 2007. The first big fight, of course, is Sam Peter taking on James Tony, getting the W. 
mm. becoming the number one ch- uh, challenger for Oleg Meskayev, uh WBC heavyweight title. I don't really recall. I remember seeing the highlights of the fight. Um, of yeah. course, we know that James Tony had the pretty solid chin. Sam Peter as well, uh, generally. Mm. And, uh, Sam Peter, he was a pretty decent puncher uh, if he was able to catch you head on. Um, yeah. I don't remember too much about the fight, but um, I guess, you know, Peter got that nod and, mm. you know, he tried to take his best advantage of it as he could. Yes, yeah, so this was kind of the. The fat James Stone, you know, <laughs> who was yeah, yeah, would come in the ring like you know he was just sa- saggy all all the way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he did pretty well con- considering his shape, you know, and uh, considering yeah. he was fighting stronger, bigger guys. So yeah, that was purely skill right there that allowed him to uh, be able to do what he did mm. at that weight. His yeah. defensive style, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was just being lazy because he was never true he- heavyweight, so should have stayed at least at at cruiserweight because he had mm-hmm. just won that title from uh, that guy. What's his name? Uh, Giro. Giro. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. then it was the money, I guess, that called him. So <laughs> to. Oh yeah, you know they say that's where the big bucks is at yeah. are are at in the heavyweight yeah, division. That's true. <laughs> All right, then uh, we'll move on. Skip a couple of those and go to February third. Chad Dawson became the WBC light heavyweight champion by defeating Thomas Adamak, yep. who looked to be the guy. Yeah, Dawson is at that time. That was a very good win. Yeah, I really liked Dawson. He was really so good technically. I mean, never, yeah. never a hard, never a puncher, but he was very, he was tough also. Yeah, I know he would, he would get go down, but then he would just get up and just go go yeah. at it again. So, <clears throat> and and Thomas Adamek, he was, uh, you know, he was very good uh, yeah. at this weight. Uh, he was on top of his game, so this was a good. And he was definitely, uh, even yeah, definitely a puncher, you know, in 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 contrast to Dawson. But uh, I guess a little bit more like an offensive fire than a true technician, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, I would say so as well. And I know he uh, went on to go to higher weights, um, yeah. but I felt that he was uh, in in over his head at heavyweight, yeah, um, not a true heavyweight. Another guy that should have stayed at Cruiser. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been ideal. Because I remember, yeah, um, yeah, he just could not match up with um, those bigger guys yeah. like that, in my opinion. I've seen him against Vitaly Klitschko. He was. I yeah, mean, which is a crazy size advantage, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, each time he would land anything, there was no no reaction, no, no effect whatsoever. And, Yeah, he had no chance. You could see it. Not at all. (laughs) All right. Um. Then we'll move. Uh, Shane Mosey became the WBC welterweight champion by defeating Luis Colazo, who you know still had a a, a Colazo. Um, a formidable fighter. Um, I know he's still active. I guess in in some sense he hasn't fought as much. Um, but. Yeah, this was mostly getting back down to welterweight to pick up a title. 
uh, and mm. uh, after campaigning, uh, not finding a ton of success overall at uh, 154, but um, mm. he went back down to welterweight and sort of rekindled his career in a bit. Yeah, it was. It became his. Uh, yeah, I guess his best weight after. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Uh, yeah, later in his career, probably what he he can be recognized with mostly, you know, uh, or his his most recognizable fights outside of, uh, I guess, the De La Hoya fights and the right fights. This welterweight stuff, um, just kind of what he was able to do here at the tail end was pretty uh, good stuff. Um, then March third, uh, Rafael Marquez defeated uh, Ring Magazine and WBC Super Bantamweight Champion Israel Vasquez uh, by seventh round technical knockout. Uh, I think this was their. Would this have been their first fight? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, March third, two thousand seven. Okay, yeah. yeah, great fight. Simply, but I, I remember Marquez was simply uh, outboxing. I mean, he was simply out. Yeah, he outboxed uh, Vasquez and was simply yeah. uh, doing everything right. You know, doing having the right game plan. And uh, yeah, he broke. I guess I had- Vasquez's nose. That's what. Led to the stop. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen all the fights. I know I should have. I've seen the, the fourth for sure, but um, the other ones I've only great seen the highlights. Fights, uh, great, yeah, yeah, I heard. Great, tri- well, great trilogy that had a fourth fight that wasn't great, but mm. yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and check out those. I was just actually reading something probably like last week uh, where Vasquez from back when he had, you know, he had to get an eye removed. I think it's his right, right. eye. Um, oh. Because of all the damage he had taken. I know he's born the same age and year as I am, so Vasquez. <laughs> That's right. something we have cool. in common. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Usually, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I remember he would—he would, his scar tissue was pretty bad. Um, yeah, he would cut at the dime. He had been in some really hard, hard fights. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yep. All right, then moving on. Uh, worth mentioning at least. Uh, Klitschko knocked out Ray Austin. This is when he was really starting to get in his groove. Juan Mayo Marquez on March 17th, 2007, defeated Marco Antonio Barrera by unanimous decision. Yeah, another pretty good, I mean, pretty exciting fight it was, yeah. 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 And this was where uh, people were saying, hey, where has this Mexican great Juan Mayo Marquez been all of this time? How come we haven't been mentioning him along the lines of uh, Barrera, Morales, etc.? And he's like, hmm, let's see how he does moving forward. Yeah, he, of course, he won that fight. It was, you know, I thought the scorecards were too wide, but he he did win, of course. But it was a lot closer than the scorecards, the, the, than the, the judges said. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I know we mentioned this before. Marquez is more of that traditional counterpuncher uh, by comparison to the more offensive uh, Morales and Barrera. Yeah. So, 
I remember particularly the seventh round, which was where uh, Marquez was really, really dominating. He was really, really landing some great shots. And then at the very end, uh, he just ran into a punch from Barrera and was knocked down. <laughs> but then, oh, yeah. then Barrera hit him when he, while he was down, and he lost that point. He lost. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. He had two gloves on the canvas, basically. Yeah. So that was <laughs> pretty, pretty dumb move by Barrera, of course. <laughs> yeah, and that, that definitely that was a point he could have used. You yeah. know, could have uh, altered things. Definitely. All right, then uh, March 24th, uh, 2007, Kessler defeated Liberador, uh, Liberador Andrade yeah. by shutout unanimous decision. This says, I haven't seen that fight, but I like Liberador. He was uh, yeah, me neither. He's a tough guy. Yeah, very tough, yeah. He was limited just from the overall just skill standpoint, but he – he was a could make the best of what he had, and he yeah. had an iron chin. He was a crowd favorite, definitely. Strong. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, then we can move on to um, so April seventh, Joe Calzaghe beat the Peter Manfredo. <laughs> not not who's sure on a contender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Manfredo. Um, like his Italian cat. Yeah. I get Jersey, but he seemed like one of the Jersey Shore cats to me. Jersey uh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, moving on, we had April 14th, uh, Ruslan Chagayev uh, became the new WBA heavyweight champion yeah. after defeating Nikoli Valuev by majority decision. A fight I haven't seen. Really great. I mean, mismatch, but Chagai managed to overcome that, that <laughs> immense dif- uh, difference in height and yeah, reach and all. Because Chagai was like six foot, right? Yeah. Maybe six one. It's like, yeah. like a, a whole uh, foot <laughs> difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Foot tall. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. crazy thinking about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did. Uh, I've seen. I mean, some of the fight. I remember. I I couldn't bother bother to watch the whole thing. But I know that <laughs> Oliver just. He. I'm uh, sorry. I mean, Chagai. He just. He just moved and danced and boxed. He just did what he was supposed to. Do. Yeah, that's kind of the formula for value. If you you keep him away, yeah, uh, or keep away from him, that's gonna get in yeah, there definitely. and get your shots off. <laughs> it's not like he has the speed to really. Uh, Catch up, work at the ring off. Yeah. Uh, so m- moving on, April twenty eighth, Juan Diaz, Juan Diaz uh, unified the WBA and WBO lightweight titles in a fight I haven't seen. I need to watch it. Uh, Asselino Freitas. Mm. Um, yeah, I was- Freitas uh, retired in his corner uh, before the start of the ninth. So. Yeah, I'm a Freitas fan, so I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> so- All right. <laughs> Good stuff. And then May 5th, probably the biggest fight of, well, I guess the biggest fight of that decade, well, numbers-wise, I guess the biggest fight of that decade, this is that Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus uh, Oscar De La Hoya, May 5th, 2007. Now, the... The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good, but what about today? 
you can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over two. 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. The Lennox Lewis, uh, Mike Tyson fight didn't have the numbers this fight had, but was arguably bigger. Mm. Just think about it from a raw perspective. But yes, I recall this fight, all the build-up leading to it, and even this mentioned uh, this this page mentioned the HBO and uh, the 24-7 series. Uh, they start them starting that at that particular time, but there was a lot of fanfare and uh, a lot of uh, interest for this fight. And at the time, it did set the pay per view mark, which, if I'm not correct, if I'm correct, it was like 2.4 million or something like that. Yeah. Or, or am I over uh, thinking it? It's somewhere around that. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, it was huge. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so you had the Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya, um, taking on Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, and this was uh, De La Hoya. It was at 154, right? Or did they do a catch weight? Yeah. No, I think they did do a catch weight. Right? I think, because it was a defense yeah, yeah. of that title he took from Iorga. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I know that um, in watching the fight, and I actually watched it uh, uh, again not too long ago, um, probably a few months back. Um, and I just recall that Oscar De La Hoya had some moments, but I felt Floyd Mayweather dominated the uh, second half of the fight for sure. De La Hoya had some moments early on, and he had, of course, the crowd, you know, cheer for everything yeah. he did. But I thought that the cleaner punching was definitely done by Mayweather, um, especially in that tailwind, as he was really tagging uh, De La Hoya, who was at, at this point was kind of just coming forward, uh, not really able to land much, but only when he tied him up and got off a bunch of sort of pitter-patter shots. Yeah, I remember De La Hoya had him against the ropes a few times, but he was like throwing a lot of shots, but not all of them were landing, of course. <laughs> I... I remember first time I saw the fight, I scored, I believe I scored it 116 to 112 for Mayweather, something like that. Yeah, yeah that reminds me. I think I have my score here maybe, from when I, I uh, Maybe it could have been a little closer, but I still think Mayweather won. I think I had it 117, 111. Uh, oh, yeah. But of course, you know, you had some rounds that probably could have been. Um, yeah. And I remember Bernard Hopkins was in the crowd cheering for De La Hoya. <laughs> that was 
Because he was on the team at that point. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was on De La Hoya's uh, Golden Boy. He, or he still is. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and I remember each time De La Hoya would have me against the ropes, he would jump up and you know, start cheering. <laughs> and, uh, he doesn't yeah. like Floyd, so, you know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I actually watched it maybe because it popped up in uh, May 2nd, uh, 2020, um, probably because it was popped up on like Top Ranks page or something or Golden Boys page. But I watched it and scored it May 2nd last year, and I had it 117-111 so for Mayweather. Yeah, I think it was probably – yeah, I, I don't think Oscar won more than four hours, so – Something. Yeah, but you have those that think that Oscar won. But hey, yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> I mean, if somebody said it was a draw, all right. But to think it yeah. won, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see how he could have won. Simply, he wasn't that. Uh, he didn't do enough. You know, simply. Oh, yeah, a without a doubt. Decision, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and moving on from there, uh, May 7th, Diego Corrales dies in a motorcycle accident. You see that listed here. Yeah. Unfortunate situation. I know he was uh, in Vegas. Tragic. At that uh, particular time. Yeah, tragic situation there. So his career was cut short. Hmm. Um, then June 2nd, Sultan uh, Ibra- Ibrahim, how do you say it? Well, Ibrahimov. <laughs> Ibrahimov. 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 <laughs> All right. So this is the one you were talking about where, uh, I, well, he actually defeated uh, Shane, Shannon Briggs by, uh, yeah, unanimous decision to pick up the WBO heavyweight title. Yeah, uh, he did, yeah. <laughs> Ibrahimov. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, just not, he was also rather small for heavyweight. So that was his... Uh, Main weakness, I guess. Um, but yeah, pretty. I mean, uh, he could punch pretty hard for his size and pretty fast and uh, everything. Technically good enough, also. So he was uh, good stuff. Hmm. All right. Um, then moving on from there, June 9th, the big fight. I haven't watched the whole fight. I've seen just. Varying highlights, I know what happened. Uh, June 9th, Miguel Cotto defended his WBA welterweight title against Zab Judah, won a technical knockout in the 11th round. I remember there being uh, controversy surrounding the low blows in that fight. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. Now there's also a few years, but I, I remember that low blow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't remember which round it was in, but... Uh... I guess it's just another, you know, <laughs> that had become a habit for Judah at, you know, by then. And he was good in the, the early rounds, but then yeah. just faded and just got, a, I mean, dominated by Kodo. And simply, yeah. Kodo yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, busted up. Yeah, uh, he at the got end. a beating, simply. <laughs> so. Yeah, so and that was uh Cotto, you know, continuing to make his mark. Really, really, uh, uh, when it set the tone for him. 
Um, then June 23rd, uh, Ricky Haddon took on Jose Luis Castillo yeah. and defended his uh, ring lightweight crown. Uh, ended up stopping him uh, with a liver punch. Yeah, pretty brutal. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so Ricky Haddon, and this was where the we started to get the rumblings and waves. Like, oh, yeah, Ricky Haddon, you know, he's one of the – Big guys, uh, uh, big names with a lot of fanfare. His fans actually traveled, which was a good thing. And then yeah. started hearing mention, I guess you could say, of uh, hey, him and uh, Floyd Mayweather potentially uh, meeting up. So I'm sure their names will pop up again. Mm. Uh, <laughs> July 7th, uh, one of the excellent uh, one-punch knockouts, Victor Chinian lost his IBF and IBO flyweight titles to Nonito, the Filipino Flash Donaire, mm. uh, in what was an excellent punch that put him out uh, in the fifth round. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's just one worth seeing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I only seen that knockout, not not the whole fight. But I heard that uh, <clears throat> that Chinian had some problems, you know, from the start from with Donaire. So yeah. I guess he was stylistically the wrong opponent. Yeah. Nonito was a little bit uh, bigger, well, definitely in height and reach, uh, longer, you know, and uh, very, very much athletic. Uh, so, yeah, he was that's able right. To, so, Vic Darcina was all used to, you know, breaking uh, his opponents down, you know. So, yeah, he liked to get in close, uh, I know. And, yeah. That kind of played into the hands of Nonito. Was able to yeah. catch him coming in. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. A heck of a shot. That just can happen to everyone, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then uh, July fourteenth, Paul Williams became the WBO welterweight champion by defeating Antonio Margarito. <laughs> Unanimous decision. Uh, I remember, yeah, high output fighters, both of these guys, uh, mm. and you know something had to give, and uh, just uh, ultimately, Paul Williams was able to put out more of that output uh, than yeah. Margarito at that particular time. Yeah, Margarito started too slow and the first six rounds I if I remember he didn't do much, you know, he just and then uh, he turned it on for the next five rounds, maybe he won, maybe I don't know, at least four rounds, so maybe five, I don't know. So but at the end also Williams came back, he closed strong and he simply earned hit that victories. Oh yeah. Mm. Without a doubt. Uh, then moving forward, 18th, uh, I don't know the first guy, but Poonsaket Wong Jackman, I remember him, but he lost oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> to uh, this Daisuke Naito, Nai- uh, I don't even know, yeah. the five-way title he lost. Right. I remember uh, Poonsaket. Mm. Yeah, I have seen that fight, and I didn't really follow those lower divisions back then. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same here, not as much. Uh, this was a Thai fighter. There were a lot of good Thai fighters uh, yeah, coming out of there. Amazing, as I, as far as I understand. So I've seen some of his fights, but not so many, just a couple, I guess. Yeah, I don't really recall uh, if I've seen any of his, actually. I know of him for sure, but yeah, he was undefeated for a long time. Yeah, I believe he made yeah. seventeen title defenses. I think he was 
WBC champion, yeah. So. Yeah, well, yeah, WBC flyweight. So, yeah, that's uh, good stuff, 17 defenses. That's uh, historic territory right there. Yeah. Um, then uh, July 21st, Bernard Hopkins beat Winky Wright uh, in an anticipated matchup. Uh, I think they fought at uh, catch weight. Um, I can't remember what the catch weight was because Winky was at 160 yeah. at this time. And, 170, uh, maybe, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it might have been 170. Uh, uh, I don't remember a ton of details about the fight, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you right. <laughs> I don't know if I have ever seen the whole fight either because. We might have just kind of glossed over it a bit. Um, yeah, it was a little. But these were yeah, interesting. You know, this was, a, you know, two guys with. <coughs> Um, well, yeah, yeah, that would make for an interesting fight, I guess you can say. <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't know, I, I just lost too, over it. too much for Winky to go to fight at that high weight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, moving on, August 4th, Izzy Vasquez defeated Rafael Mas- uh, Marquez in that second fight. Six round uh, knockout. Yeah. And right. captured the WBC Super Bantamweight title. Mm-hmm. That was a very impressive victory. Simply, uh, <laughs> uh, what else to say? Nothing. <laughs> he just took him out in the second oh, yes. round. And, yeah. He did his, cool. his stuff. His, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need to go back and watch that for sure. I need to make sure that I capture all of this series. You know, it's a shame I've only seen the fourth fight. Yeah. <laughs> was, I think he was a big favorite to win that fight also. But uh, maybe he thought, oh, I'm just going to outbox him like the first time. <laughs> maybe he took him too light. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. I remember maybe the first four fights where even then in the fifth Vasquez started hurting him and then in the sixth he just knocked him out. And, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to catch those fights here. Excuse me, a little bit later, maybe. Um, August 25th, Ivan Calderon. I remember him, the Puerto Rican, great little Puerto Rican fighter. Oh, yeah. Uh, beat uh, Hugo Cazares. Uh, this was where he won uh, WBO and ring light flyweight title. Mm. So, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and then comes <laughs> a very interesting fight. <laughs> very interesting fight. <laughs> September 29th, 2006. Kelly the Ghost Pavlik upset Jermaine Taylor with a seventh round stoppage to win the WBC, WBO, uh, and universally recognized middleweight championship. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so um, <clears throat> this was an excellent fight uh, because in that was it the first or second round? Uh, no, second round. Um, yeah, yeah. In the second round, it looked like Taylor was about to get Kelly Pavlik out of there, and Pavlik was taking some huge shots, and showed that uh, he had a hell of a chin to be able to recover from that. Yeah, I remember he was. I mean, uh, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, he was. Really being better than he was down, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you know, hey, I interviewed uh, uh, the referee at that particular time, which was, um, you know, Steve Smoger. Oh, yeah. I interviewed him a couple of years back, and I remember he was saying that uh, after the fight, uh, uh, when uh, he had talked to Kelly Pavlik, uh, uh, 
Kelly, uh, he, he asked Kelly, uh, was he out of it uh, uh, when he took those shots from uh, uh, Taylor? And I, I can't remember exactly, but to paraphrase, I know he was saying that Kelly had mentioned that that was the first time in his career where, like, he was there, but he couldn't feel his legs or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's when he uh, ultimately went down. <laughs> but but he was able to recover. Uh, he, he said he was able to recover, but that was the first time he couldn't feel his legs oh, yeah, after he's... taking the shot. Yeah, he was, I mean, fortunately for him, he was a very tough guy, and... Uh... Just, yeah, <clears throat> we soon came back to take control. I I'm not sure which round fifth maybe he really took. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's when he really started to come on. But at that knock, after that knockdown or whatever, uh, thankfully it wasn't too far from the bell, so he yeah, right, to get that minute. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah big shots. Definitely, that was not not the situation that he wanted to be in. Yeah. yeah, but he, he showed his prowess, bounced back, and he was able to trap Taylor in the corner there in the seventh. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, he was just firing off, and uh, Taylor was just done, slumped over yeah. to a good stoppage. Yeah, that's pretty much like a movie uh, <laughs> victory. Oh. Yeah. A rocky victory. <laughs> First you get knocked down, and then, yeah, you knock out. Yeah. And, you know, and I go and look back, and Kelly Pavley is like, it seems like he was a fighter that was older from yesteryear, but he's only 38 years years old, so he stopped at a, a you know, earlier age than what we're yeah. seeing, at least uh, now, you know. Yeah, he was suddenly, you know, he was back at 168, and everybody expected him to, you know, to start taking. I know he had some issues and things. Yeah, or, you know, to fight someone, all the, those champions but then he just suddenly retired and I remember one guy is asking it was at this uh, live chat or something or, yeah. and why did you retire and he just said oh no I had enough I was fighting for 13 years and you know he was just <laughs> not yeah. I think he didn't want to be completely honest I don't mean but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, um yeah, you know, sometimes uh, if you don't have it it's better to step out when you know that you're not there other than get hurt trying to play a facade. Yeah, I mean he wasn't any longer what he was, at one sixty I guess and yeah. He was yeah really beaten up by Sergio Martinez, so he had a few oh, tough, yeah, he was. tough losses, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I guess understandable in that sense. Yeah. Um, October 6, 2007, Manny Pacquiao defeated Marco Antonio Barrera, whose name has popped up here often over this decade. I have. Um, yeah, I do recall this fight. I, I do recall uh, seeing, well, I guess I would say highlights. You haven't. You're saying you haven't seen it? No, not yet. I, I have planned to see it before, but I've only seen the first fight, which we have already talked about. So, Yeah, so, yeah, I think I've just seen the highlights of uh, this one as well. I know that, but, uh, that Barrera did do, you know, better than in the first fight, but, yeah. but not, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't really, really, it wasn't that close, I guess. 
So, yeah, and uh, I guess Marco retired after this fight. At least announced his retirement. Oh yeah. So and came back just like <laughs> once yeah, six months later. <laughs> people often do, you know. Yeah. You can only pick the handful who actually do retire and stay retired. Yeah. It's too hard. Even I'm hearing rumblings. It seems like that that. There's a lot of rumblings as of late of uh, Canelo versus Andre Ward, or at least that's been a topic as of late. Wow. We'll see what happens, though. Hmm. I think this would be, make Ward the – I could be wrong. I wonder if this would make him the first uh, International Boxing Hall of Famer to fight actively again oh, yeah. outside of uh, – Oh, yeah, yeah. So this will be the first because uh, this is his first. He's going in this year along with Floyd and uh, – Oh, yeah. Vladimir and I think so actually Virgil Hill, he had a fight after. He was also in that. Oh, you did mention that yeah. earlier. So he, he is the first one. So, so far the only one, I think. How long ago was that Virgil Hill had this fight? Not like two thousand. Not too long ago? I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, I remember you mentioned that, but I was thinking it was a little further back, though. Yeah, so it was just some tomato candy because he won by a second round TKO or something very easily. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess he'd be like the second. Uh, what's the name? Wasn't inducted. Was Sergio Martinez? He hasn't been inducted, right? No, no, no. No, I remember he spoke at the Hall of Fame uh, one of those All years. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm thinking of that. All right, um, October 13th, uh, Ibrahimov defeated Evander Holyfield in a 12th round unanimous decision. Yes, that same Evander Holyfield from the 80s and 90s, people. Uh, he got defeated. He was fighting at heavyweight. He was going on, and I know he still wanted to continue uh, to fight uh, even long after, you know, he was pretty much uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that fight, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't watch it either. Yeah, maybe I've seen some highlights, perhaps. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think he. I read about it. Holfield did have some good rounds, but you know, he was just out, out, uh, out fought, you know, simply by a younger guy. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, Father Time is undefeated, as they say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> November 4th, uh, Joe Calzaghe defeated Mikel Kessler. Uh, and this was for a unification of the WBA, WBC, and WBO super middleweight titles. Yeah. Um, and this was the first loss for Kessler, who was undefeated at the time, the battle of two guys who were undefeated. Um, yeah, I think. And both, you know, on top of that game. He was like 41 and old Kessler, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good fight, pretty close. But uh, yeah, I mean, Joe that did win, of course, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, moving ahead, skipping ahead, we're gonna go to December eighth. Floyd Mayweather Jr. defended his WBC and ring welterweight titles against Ricky the Hitman Haddon with a tenth round technical knockout. This took place in Las Vegas, uh, but you wouldn't be able to tell because all the fans seemed to be from the UK. <laughs> uh, it was an excellent um, environment or atmosphere. I imagine being there live it w- would have been the case even more so. 
But it was a fight in which Ricky Hadney started out uh, okay, I would say, the first two rounds, you can say. Yeah. Probably around the first two, maybe three rounds. Um, He wasn't really able to, you know, work his way in. I, I know that was a complaint uh, for many with uh, the Joe Cortez yeah. being the referee that <laughs> Hatton wasn't going to be able to do a lot of work on the inside, which he really wasn't able to do. And then, of course, we know that definitely did not play into his favor later on in the fight. Yeah, I think I can see why why they were upset with Joe Cortez. Uh, because he did seem to interfere a little more than he had had to. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, it can't just be blamed on him, of course, that Hatton lost. Yeah. So <laughs> he, yeah, it's not solely him, for yeah. sure. He simply mm-hmm. got a little too reckless and walked right into a punch. And, and after that, it was no no way back. So, <laughs> Yep, and you know, and this is, and he may have been able to get away with that uh, at uh, lower weight. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is at 147. This was his first fight at 147, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this was his first one at one forty seven. So yeah, well, you know, it wasn't his first at one forty seven. He had one against Colazzo. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Colazzo. So okay. Yeah. Second fight. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Um, but yeah, Floyd Mayweather ultimately was able to catch him with the check hook coming in, sent him into the corner. <laughs> that was matching or whatever. That was funny, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, then, yeah, kind of took the spirit out of the place. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a good one. But, yeah, that was probably the last big one of 2007. And let's move on to 2008. We're going to try to wrap this thing up. Oh, so many good fights. We just have 2008, 2009 to go. Hopefully. <laughs> so 2008, um, let's go look at some of the big ones. And we don't have to spend too much time at some of them because um, they were really, uh, you know, just fights that you can gloss over. Like January 19th, I guess the first big fight, Roy Jones defeating Felix Trinidad, who uh, who was coming in uh, after a two-year hiatus um, and the second fight in five years basically is what it's saying. And it was a unanimous decision for Roy Jones, but I believe this was at like 168 or 175 or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was a weight higher, higher than what Trinidad uh, would be formidable at. I just recall that. He just seemed like a shot fighter. Maybe it was a catch rate too, I think. Oh, yeah, it could have been that. Yeah. But yeah, and this was Roy who was past it himself against a past it inactive Felix Trinidad. Um, so um, I just remember seeing, uh, I've seen enough of the highlights to get a pulse of what the fight was like. So um, yeah, it was just one of those uh, type of fights. Two legends of the sport going at it, I guess you can say. Um February 16th, Kelly Pavlik defeated Jermaine Taylor in the rematch. And I felt that this was uh, Jermaine Taylor seeking to do whatever he could um, to 
try to just last the full 12 rounds uh, because he didn't want to gas. And Kelly Pavlik rightfully earned that uh, unanimous decision win. He seemed to be the better fighter and the conqueror of Taylor at that point, who I think in the previous fight after suffering that loss, maybe fired uh, Emmanuel Stewart. I think he had Emmanuel Stewart in his corner. Yeah. Um, But it really uh, didn't matter because even though he was able to go to 12 rounds, you can tell that he was trying his best to survive the 12 rounds. That seemed to be his main aim, not gas. All right. I haven't seen that fight, actually, so... I know it was at okay. one. It was at one sixty-eight, right? Something. Um, was it at one sixty-eight? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, because he started campaigning there before that, because mm. that's where he fought Friday, <clears throat> right? So. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. So then. Uh, February 23rd, Vladimir Klitschko unified by uh, unified the IBF and WO uh, by defeating uh, Ibrahimov via unanimous decision in NYC, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. I remember many said it was a boring fight, so... <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> to either, so it was just a case of him being so big and, you know, yeah. his physical advantages, and, yeah. <clears throat> Without a doubt. And then March 1st, uh, Izzy Vasquez, he defeated Rafael Marquez in the third fight via split decision. Great fight, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's one I have to uh, check out again, as mentioned. Mm. Uh, yeah. Then moving ahead, yeah, not to, yeah, David Hay defeated Enzo Marcanelli, Michael Ranelli, uh, but I didn't watch that. Um, and March 8th, Nate Campbell, the Galaxy Warrior, upsets Juan Diaz. I remember watching that when that took place. Um, Nate Diaz want respect, wanted respect on his name. You know, he was an older fighter in there, but uh, this is probably his last big fight uh, of his career. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I remember him fighting Ali Fanica a couple of times, or maybe once. Yeah, Campbell. He was definitely talented, but <clears throat> I guess he has... That attitude that sometimes got him in trouble. Yeah. He was a sometimes too cocky or you know, whatever. And they got, got him cold against Robbie Peden. Yeah, when he just stood there and just got knocked out. So that was really <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um. Then March 8th, Samuel Peter took on uh, Mas- Maskaev and uh, got a six-round t- technical knockout to pick up the WBC heavyweight title and exchange hands once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maskaev was simply old, too old by then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw that fight outside of the highlights. Yeah, me too. I, I saw that stoppage, so that's, yeah. All right, then March 15th, 2008, uh, Manny Pacquiao defeated Juan Manuel Marquez to become the Ring Magazine and WBC <laughs> Super Featherweight Champion yeah. uh, via split decision. Really, pretty interesting fight. I think I had Marquez winning, winning that fight. I don't know. 
Yeah, I have to go back because I can't remember if I scored that one. I know I scored the first two. It was close, of course, but because <laughs> this was the third, right? Yeah, the third fight was this the, was the, the second, yeah. maybe. Oh, is this the second yeah. from two thousand? Because they first fought in what two thousand like four. three or four? I think two. So I knew it was a good deal of time. Yeah, between. at the end of two thousand four, something. Like that. Okay, so yeah, I guess this was because uh, I knew it was a, a good deal of time between the uh, first and second. So I guess yeah, this is that uh, one. Um, yes, split decision because he got because uh, yeah, he knocked down Marquez in that fight. Yeah, um, got a quick knockdown and uh, that was the difference. Mm. All right. Uh, then March twenty second, Joel Casamayor defeated Michael Katsidis. I always like Katsidis. Uh, he's an entertaining uh, fighter, even with his walkout wearing his little uh, Roman helmet or whatever. Um, Casamayor is a good boxer, uh, even I believe, uh, right? Cuban boxer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this was a lightweight uh, Ring Magazine lightweight championship. Really good fight, you know, but in the end, the same thing happened, like, as in the Hatton Mayweather fight. Uh, Katsidis just got a little too reckless, and he was caught with a perfect punch, and that's what happened. <laughs> that was the end. Yeah. 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 Uh, then April 12th, uh, Chad Dawson defeated Glenn the Road Warrior Johnson, and at this particular time, of course, Chad Dawson being the younger fighter, you know, technically on his game, he was really the guy at uh, light heavyweight for this particular time, at least. Yeah. Um, this was, uh, was also a lot taller than Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've seen that fight a couple of times. Very good fight. But I, I don't know why Johnson complained so much of robbery because I thought – Mm-hmm. Yeah. Won by like one sixteen, one twelve, or something. Was... Yeah, I agree. I remember watching it. I haven't seen it since watching it uh, live when it first took place. But yeah, I thought it was a clear victory for Dawson as well. Yeah, and Glenn Johnson game, of course, he's always game, Glenn Johnson. But yeah, he just didn't do enough to get the nod in this one. Um, then. Moving on, uh, Antonio Tarver defeated Clinton Woods, uh, picked up the IBF light heavyweight title. Um, oh, Clinton Woods, remember him? That's uh, pretty funny. I remember. The fact that he had a title at that particular time, actually. I saw it once, long ago, but I remember it wasn't that pretty fight. I mean, it wasn't that exciting. just that Tarver was using his superior you know, technical ability to win a jab and all that stuff. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, Clinton was one of those, uh, you know, he was he was a, a durable guy, it seemed like, and uh, yeah. they could re- technically good, technically uh, pretty decent. I remember having a solid jab for sure. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, April 12th, I guess that same night, well, a few fights that same <coughs> night, um, Margarito knocked out Kermit the Frog Centron in the sixth round to gain the uh, IVF welterweight title. Uh, I think Centron was undefeated at the time. Um, yeah, they say that's when uh, so many things, that's when Margarito started using those loaded gloves, you know. 
Oh yeah, I remember Cintron saying he yeah. felt he had never been hit by anyone like that before. Yeah, or something that that's you. true. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I guess they would. I know it was a really brutal body punch or something that yeah that won that fight for money. Mm. But uh, yeah, mm. who knows? Yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> then uh, Cotto defeated another contender guy, I believe, or was it Alfonso Gomez contender or seemingly contender light guy? Yeah, to win the uh, to retain the WBA welterweight title. <laughs> One of those guys. Pretty much a contender, if he wasn't on the show, so we'll give him that uh, moniker anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then April 19th, the big fight Joe Calzaghe defeating Bernard Hopkins, Las Vegas uh, Ring Light Heavyweight Championship split decision. I gotta say that when I watched the fight at that particular time, I felt that Bernard Hopkins won. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. What were your thoughts? <laughs> oh, I've seen it and uh, scored it once, of course. I, I thought Kozagi won. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I had it, like, quite uh, comfortable. I mean, it's not, I mean, of course, not too comfortable margin. But anyway, I, yeah. I thought that. Joe definitely won that fight. And, of course, maybe the first rounds were more... Down. You know, Hopkins was maybe the first three or four rounds. But then Kalzagi uh, started really adjusting to his game. And, you know, yeah. simply yeah, no. did his, his stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and I would have to watch it again to rescore it, uh, give it its proper due because that that was at that particular time. Um, yeah, well, uh, I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I remember there were a few, of course, quite quite a few guys that were saying, "Oh, you know, Bernard should have won," uh, but mostly <laughs> Americans. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Hey, yeah, that's funny stuff. <laughs> but um. Then uh, there on June 28th, Manny Pacquiao destroyed David Diaz uh, via ninth round stoppage to take the WBC lightweight crown. This was really his. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. This is his first stop at 140, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or. No, no, this was uh, 135. 135. So 135, he didn't spend a ton of time at 135. Yeah, he was. Right? I think maybe that was his only fight, or maybe he had one yeah. or something. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I remember this fight. Yeah, yeah and then, simply, yeah. he was overmatched in that fight. Yeah, yeah. And this was mainly peaking in popularity. I remember there was just so much uh, fanfare around Manny at this particular time, and it continued on, of course. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he was exciting, and he was can't miss at this particular point. Yeah, that's right. Then July 26th, the infamous Antonio Margarito versus Miguel Cotto uh, WBA welterweight title fight where Antonio Margarito was able to stop uh, Miguel Cotto in the 11th round, uh, picking up the title and handing Cotto a beating and his first ever loss. Yeah, that was pretty dramatic, of course. (laughs) But it was very like bloody, you know. 
Yeah. Has been, uh, but of course, since that controversy, we <laughs> know that uh, that might have, you know, that Margarito very likely used that, you know, plaster of Paris in that fight as well. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause Cotto was, uh, I say Cotto was outboxing him definitely like the first five, six rounds maybe. I had to get to Cotto. He was outboxing. He was landing some big shots. Mm. So Margarito always had a strong chin because Cotto was landing some big shots. But yeah, uh, definitely. Margarito was really taking those shots uh, pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. And then just suddenly it changed. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because Cotto just couldn't take so well that those shots that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things, too, you know, because Margarito kept pressing and uh, he was cutting Cotto off. Cotto wasn't able to get more of those breaks that he was able early on. So I know that played into it, but yeah. Who knows? In light of the infamous uh, Mosley fight, what was in his gloves? And then I guess that picture after I, you know, I was uh, going in this back and forth on Facebook, like because I was saying I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but someone showed that picture with that little split right there and uh, asked if I could explain it, and uh, I was like, yeah, hey, I couldn't explain it. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely using something illegal. I mean, it's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> crazy, crazy. Um, then uh, September thirteenth, Juan Manuel Marquez defeated uh, Joel Casamayor. I don't think I saw that fight. Um, it's one I yeah, to, I've uh, seen it, but also <laughs> quite a long time ago. Yeah, I know that he stopped in the eleventh round, <clears throat> which was the first time Casamayor was stopped. So, oh yeah. So then, um, yeah, jumping ahead, uh, October 18th, Bernard Hopkins defeated Kelly Pavlik via unanimous oh, decision yeah. in what was really a dominant fight for Hopkins uh, over Kelly, who many thought was going to get the victory leading up yeah, to the fight. me too. But <laughs> it was never in it. <laughs> I was convinced that Kelly would win that fight, but of course I wasn't really thinking about, you know, all the advantages that Bernard had. had so. Yeah. And Kelly uh, never was in the fight and um, <laughs> kind of uh, altered the altered his career. That was really the career-altering fight for him, besides the uh, one with Sergio. But by the time that fight with Sergio came around, I don't think too many people were favoring Pablo. Yeah, that's right. Which says a lot, considering it wasn't like he <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pockets, like he had looked good, you know, in all of his other fights for the most part. Yeah, I mean, he had... The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I've had some layoffs, I guess, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. Then November 8th, that same year, this is the coming out year even more for Joe Calzaghe and Americans. He defeated Roy Jones Jr. in NY via unanimous decision. I remember Roy Jones dropping him in the first round, uh, but Calzaghe went on and continued to control the fight. Um, as listed here, I, I remember all the details of the fight outside of that first round stoppage. I, I don't think I scored it or anything, but Given what I know and what I've what I do recall seeing, I know that uh, there was one that Calzaghe Calzaghe deserved a nod in over uh, Roy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I think he won like eleven out of those twelve rounds. So the only one yeah. he lost was, of course, when he was dropped. So yeah, was that was a. Uh, that was uh, Roy going, rewinding back several years and yeah. somehow mushrooms up a quick knockdown. He just got a boxing lesson. And, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, November 22nd, Ricky Haddon stopped Pauli Malinaji for the light welterweight title, or uh, retaining it at least. Malinaji, you know. Yeah, for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good victory. Uh, sort of bounced back. Malinaji is not the type that you need to hurt a guy like Ricky Haddon and Paul Malinaji. Yeah. Paul uh, Malinaji wasn't able to do so mm. hardly with any, anyone he faced, but uh, yeah. hey, Ricky Haddon got that dub. Basically, I remember him stopping it. And Paulie had a weird looking haircut, right? Yeah. <laughs> As always. <laughs> yeah. He's had many different weird haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, then uh, December 6th of 2008, the great Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao defeated Oscar De La Hoya, who was returning after having having fought or having not fought in a while, uh, but returning back to welterweight for the first time since somewhere in the early 2000s or midway through there at some point. And um, he was basically just dominated from start to finish and... Couldn't pull the trigger. Really terrible decision to fight at 147 after yeah. he hadn't fought like for six years or something at that weight. So, yeah. Or even, even longer, seven. So, eight. yeah, and it turned out to be a mismatch for uh, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, so, no, he should have stayed retired simply. So, yeah. All right. And then uh, December 6th, Carl Frotch defeated Jean Pascal, heading him his first loss of the uh, decision win. Yeah. Super um, middleweight championship, WBC, that is. That's Pascal. Yeah. I mean, I have to uh, begrudgingly give Frotch his credit, even though I don't like the guy, but. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did win, win that fight. He looked good, and of course, Pascal. He had also his moments. He was pretty aggressive and fast, but uh, 
<clears throat> I guess it was the right and reach of fraud, you know, that made him, you know, win that fight and also having the right uh, strategy, you know, having the right game. Yeah, and that that win has got uh, has looked better over time, you know, being there to be the first one to get that victory over him. And who would have thought that here in 2021, uh, Pascal would hold the lightweight title. Yeah, even though he didn't really deserve it. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's another. Story. Yeah, yeah. So um, then the last big fight of 2008 of note was Vladimir Klitschko knocking out Hussein Rockman oh, yeah. via seventh round TKO. Uh, it wasn't going to be a case where uh, Lucky Punch was going to get in on Vladimir. He was going to ensure that wasn't going to happen. Uh, it's and, uh, sad, simply sad. I mean, <laughs> nowhere near his yeah. So, uh. yeah, and so yeah, that's uh, that's the 2008 year, and uh, we'll go to the final year of this decade <laughs> series. If you're still here with us, 2009, dun, 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 dun. and to kick things off, oh. a very <laughs> Controversial fight to start at least, um, or before the fight kicked off, January twenty fourth, two thousand and nine. Sugar Shane Mosley took on Antonio Margarito to pick up the WBA title or welterweight title via ninth round TKO. Um, we know that prior to that fight, it was revealed that there was some type of substance or plaster like mm. substance that is found within the hand wraps of Antonio Margarito that were taken away by the athletic commission. Yeah. Yeah. That was the story. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, once again, I believe it was Nazim, uh, Richardson. Oh yeah. Nazim Richardson. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> he was the hero. Yeah. It was like with, uh, the Hopkins Trinidad fight, you know, but it was much yeah. worse this time, of course. So, yeah, and uh, we know that uh, all of a sudden Antonio Margarino's, Margarito's steady chin became a little bit more vulnerable after that revelation, mm. and he ended up hopping in the ring and getting thoroughly outboxed <laughs> and beat up, beat up uh, yeah. and shot. And then, yeah, so much ensued after that, and it Margarito's entire legacy is not has a asterisk or and or question mark beside it. Yeah. Um, from that point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> and then February 5th, uh, Joe Calzaghe retired. So 2008 was a big year for him. He retired and interestingly enough, stayed retired. So you got to give him props for that. Yeah, very wise. Very wise. Indeed. Then uh, February 21st, oh, yeah, I remember this. Kelly Pavlik beat uh, Marco Antonio Rubio, ninth-round stoppage. I remember that, um, defending his uh, middleweight titles. uh, Well, for the first time, uh, well, I guess this was his second defense because I don't know if the title was on the line. I don't think it was on the line against Hopkins. No, it wasn't. I think his first defense was against that guy from U.K., Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, Lockett. Yeah, Gary Lockett or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right. He's Welsh. He's a trainer now. I forget who he trains, but I remember seeing him yeah. training uh, <laughs> some fighters. 
over there. Um, mm. So yeah, that was a W for Kelly Pavlik. Then uh, February 28th, Juan Manuel Marquez defeated Juan Baby Bull Diaz via ninth round TKO, oh. picking up the WBA and WO lightweight titles in what was a exciting fight. Yeah, fantastic fight. I think uh, Diaz was of course better at first first half, maybe first six rounds were very aggressive. Yeah, but. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was a little too aggressive, and then Marquez just kind of started um, dissecting him, you know. <laughs> and yes, to say the out. least. This was a really amazing knockout. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A textbook uppercut that took him out. Yeah. Forged that stopping. <laughs> of course, the first time, I believe, was still the only time when Diaz was knocked out. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe that is great, the case. Great achievement, yeah. Indeed. Um, then moving ahead, uh, Roman Gonzalez, Tito, he beat Francisco Ro- Rosas to yeah. get uh, the WA minimum weight title for a second time. I didn't watch that. I wasn't really watching uh, Chocolatito at that particular no. time, though hearing that he was pretty much, he was very good. Yeah, same here. I didn't care yeah, much I mean, about those those weights. No. It was hard to find them, too, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's hard to find, especially this minimum weight and <laughs> light fly weight yeah. and all that stuff. Definitely. Um, March 14th, Amir Khan beat Marco Antonio Barrera in his, I guess, comeback fight. I don't know if he if that was the comeback fight or, or at least one of them since he had announced his retirement after that loss to Pacquiao. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up being stopped via cut. Um, yeah, I remember there was some controversy because <clears throat> they say that should have been stopped before, like third round or something. Yeah. But they, yeah. they kind of... <laughs> De- deliberately waited <laughs> so they would get a TKO victory because it was after the fourth round, you know. It was only after uh, that that you could get, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch it again. I remember watching it um, and, and I remember the cut was a bad cut. Yeah, because yeah, I think if they had stopped it, stopped it before, it would have been like a technical uh, draw, or I think so. Yeah, before the fourth round, as you mentioned. Yeah. Or, yeah. Technical decision. <laughs> so it was about getting another win on Amir Khan's record, simply. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Amir Khan was looking good, faster fighter for sure. Yeah. In that fight, uh, he, was, he was able to. Um, he was really like uh, yeah, becoming bigger back then. I remember he was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that one. Um. Then March twenty first. Oh yeah, Roy Jones knocked out Omar Sheikha. I don't think I watched that. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Then April twenty fifth, Carl Fratch defeated Jermaine Taylor via twelfth round TKO uh, in his first defense of his WBC super middleweight title. He rails up from the canvas in the third round, uh, and he ended up over the second half of the fight, just continued to press Taylor, though he was losing the boxing battle. um, 
And I think that Taylor was up on some cards, if not all of the cards, but it eventually gassed as usual oh. and uh, ended up being stopped with not that long left, I remember, under a minute, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty devastating <laughs> loss for him, I, I imagine, yeah. That's what's yeah. yeah. To have come so far, I believe there were probably whispers in his head like, oh, can I survive? Please, please let me survive. Yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't do anything. <laughs> very, very dramatic fight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, but Carl Frisch, hey, he stuck in there. Even though he seemingly was out of it, he kept pressing. And, uh, hey, you got to say, he's relentless. Tough, tough guy. Tough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, then uh, May 2nd, huge fight. Manny Pacquiao versus Ricky Haddon. Oh, yeah. Las Vegas. Uh, we all know that it was a second round stoppage. Uh, yeah, right there at the end of the second round. Uh, and it was a shot heard around the world, basically. That was the end of Ricky, the hitman's career, definitely. So. Yes, it was. And I just remember in that fight, he was trying to play a boxer in a style that he really, uh, it was just kind of too late for him to try and take on. He was working with Floyd Senior at the time. Yeah. But when he got caught, he was really, I guess because he heard the uh, 10 second thing, it was a really lackluster type of defense he put forth before that shot came, probably thinking yeah. that it wasn't going to be a hard shot. Yeah, it was like. And, uh, <laughs> If his hands were down, he's going to just let it go. And it was lights out. Yeah. It was very unfortunate for him. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was the end of the hitman. Uh, he, was only, is, uh, he was only 30 years old, right? So. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, right? He had something. I mean, he still had some career left, hadn't he? Been, of course, knocked out. He would have gone on to fight several years, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. He ended up being the knockout of the year right there yeah. for 2009. And he and Ricky ended up being the the pub pub champion of <laughs> the <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. You know, I've seen that he has his uh, or his son is uh, going to be making a debut oh, yeah, at some point right. soon. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing how he does. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything of him um, in terms of his yeah. amateur stuff. That's going to be yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, then uh, May 9th, Chad Dawson defeated Antonio Tarver by decision. Uh, he defeated the IBO and IBF light heavyweight titles. I do recall that fight. And it was another case that when Dawson was the champion at that particular time, it was really him and then some guys who were getting to that point where they were going to be on their way out, like at oh, least the big yeah. ones being Tarver, Hopkins, Johnson. I know he was clamoring for that uh, Hopkins fight in Interestingly enough, the Hopkins went on to fight for more years after that, uh, even though he was seemingly at the tail end of his career then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really just uh, one of those decisions. Yeah, youth and uh, skill helped uh, see Dawson through against Tarver. Yeah, 
I've seen a fight, but that was also a long time ago. I think he scored a knockdown in one of the last rounds, Dawson also. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, since I saw it as well. Yeah. Yeah, Tower was very cocky for a fight I remember. So, but he, yeah, yeah he was simply outboxed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, Vladimir Klitschko on June 20th, 2009, defeated Ruslan Chagayev. You, you know, this was uh, part of the roundup to take all of the belts. That's maybe the only fight of his I haven't seen, like, in the last uh, 12 years, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, highlights of it. I haven't seen the full fight myself, uh, that one in particular. Or actually... Between 2008 and 2017, so it's... it's yeah, 2000. there were there were several I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw his last, towards the tail, it was probably like his last, uh, well, yeah, definitely like five Yeah, it was like... Fights, a, maybe five, six. Fight, I believe it was a corner retirement, right, after nine rounds. Yeah, in the ninth. Yeah. So I read about it, but yeah, I didn't see it. Crowd was 61,000. It was in Germany. Uh, biggest uh, audience since uh, Smelling knocked out this guy, Hauser or Heuser, yeah, in front of 70,000 in 1939. Mm. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, Vladimir was always very popular in Germany. I mean, both, both the political yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's there, they, they they started, of course, there as as pros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good stuff. Then uh, August fifteenth, uh, I guess it's worth noting. Roy Jones uh, beat Jeff Lacey yeah. in probably what was his last, last decent looking performance. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I remember yeah. people talking about it. I haven't seen it, but I remember they were pretty impressed. I mean, it, it was a boxing scene that I was, you know, I, I read about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Lacey at this point, yeah, he just hadn't been the same since that Calzaghe fight. Yeah. Um, He's, and I know that uh, Jermaine Taylor had stopped him, too. He was just a Sure, you know, so yeah. he was just a puncher, I think. He didn't have much else than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, then uh score a knockout, he would lose. You know, so. yeah. yeah, that's what he was counting on because I know he was a he's a you know, a sort of more muscular yeah. guy. So power him trying to land a big punch, and that's what he was doing in that Kazagi fight. He's oh, just like he was only yeah. solely <laughs> Trying to land a power punch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course. Um, then uh, September twelfth, Ivan Calderon defeated uh, Rodel Mayola. I didn't see that. I guess you didn't either. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really watch any of uh, Ivan Calderon's fights outside of uh, watching on YouTube. Um. Then September 19th, Floyd Mayweather Jr. made his comeback to defeat Juan Manuel Marquez. And, you know, the question was uh, why Marquez, who was uh, coming up from 135 to 140, well, it was initially 144. Yeah, it was. It was like 144 or something like that, but then it ended up just being full-fledged 147. 
Yeah, I mean, back then, Marquez was definitely not the welterweight, so... <laughs> no, he wasn't. Made no sense. But, yeah, it didn't. And uh, But it was a dominant performance by uh, Mayweather, yeah. having been out for 21 months. Um, but, yeah, definitely that size played a uh, role in the... In that fight, um, then stylistically, uh, I guess it would have been a tough fight, but yeah, just size along with um, that didn't help Marquez at all. Mm. And he looked like the smaller fighter in there, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it was one of those fights where he had to be the aggressor, which really wasn't much of his uh style overall, mm. yeah. All right. Then September 19th, Chris John defeated Rocky Juarez by decision. Um, <laughs> it was on the undercard of uh, the Mayweather-Marquez thing. Yeah. Is that the last I heard of Chris John? I, I don't remember hearing too much from him. Uh, uh, I believe. Outside of when he had a title. I believe he lost. Was it 2012 or something? I don't know. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Okay. Thailand. Maybe he had one more fight also. He lost that one and he retired. Yeah. Yeah, so this would have been 2000. So this was 2009. So yeah, it'd be Rocky Juarez. Um, hmm. Then September 26, Vitaly Klitschko thoroughly defeated and stopped Chris Ariola, who was in there yeah. swinging. His by his damnedest, but was totally outmatched yeah, was, in his bid to be the first Mexican yeah. heavyweight champion of the world, or at least Mexican American. He just proved to be, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean that was painful to watch. I thought it looked like a club fighter in there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he probably shouldn't be fighting that heavyweight anyway. Yeah, that's um, right. It uh, was just a very. <laughs> Empty hope, you know, like a Mexican heavyweight champion, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, just, you know, Vitaly uh, just doing what he does, you know. Yeah. He kept that stick out there <laughs> and then just took him out. And mm. all Ariel could do is cry. Yeah. Basically, um, <laughs> <laughs> what it was. <laughs> Uh, so then, um, October 10th, uh, one Manuel Lopez, one Ma defeated, uh, Rogers Mtagua, uh, by decision to defend his WBO superweight title. And I know that was, uh, probably mentioned because, yeah, it was a big fight, but also 
that is someone that <laughs> Uriotis Gamboa went on to stop, and that was one of those fights yeah. over this period that we were robbed of by virtue of Bob Everham, Bob Everham wanting it to marinate. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm was, saying? You know, there was some critique of uh, Juana because he, you know, he had struggled too much with against Mutagua, so yeah, that was. Why it oh, was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, then October 10th, Juan Carlos Salgado. I didn't see this fight. Knocked out Jorge Linares in the first round. Oh yeah, I guess I it was considered the upset of the year. Yeah, Salgado. Yeah. Mm. That was a big shocker. Yeah. yeah, that definitely. Yeah, Jorge. I had to check that out myself. It's not that long of a fight. Um, October 17th, Dr. Abraham. Excuse me. This was a part of the Super 6 tournament. Mm. See that poster behind me? Oh, yeah. yeah Super right. 6. <laughs> I see. Super 6, baby. He knocked out Jermaine Taylor and uh, caused a brain bleed from what uh, they were saying back then. Yeah. So you would have thought that Jermaine Taylor would be done. Of course, he ended up being not fighting in that tournament again. And I guess that was the last on a major stage that we saw Jermaine Taylor. Well, he did beat Sam Solomon, but yeah. he just had a lot of issues after that. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> outside, of the, outside of the ring, I would say more than any. Yeah, I re- I remember that fight. I mean, I I, I saw it uh, when it happened live. So yeah, I yeah, same here. I knew that uh, that that guy Arthur Abraham would win. I just simply knew that yeah. by then Taylor was not you know what he used to be, and yeah. Abraham was defeated, a uh, hard puncher, all that stuff. You know? And Abraham, he's a patient fighter, and uh, you could just tell as the fight went on, it was just a matter of time because Jermaine, he he seemingly was doing, just like in some of uh, his previous big fights um, post uh, being the middleweight champion, he seems to just be doing as much as he could to mm. try and stay the distance, you know? Yeah. Um and that was really not what took him to the top, I would say. He was, it was really his athleticism uh, and power that kind of got him there. So, yeah, it just was a bad formula. That's right, yeah. Then uh, next day, October 18, 2009, Carl Flotch beat Andre Durrell, Olympic bronze medalist, by split decision in the Super 6 tournament. I remember this was a... Very entertaining fight for a multitude of reasons. Uh, Darrell was up and down on the canvas all night, and it was just like crazy. <laughs> I just, I don't think I've seen, but I read it. It was very like, uh, yeah, that was a really. Darrell had his moments. He had his moments, you know, yeah. but uh, there was just so much going on with the fight. It was an ugly lot, fight, right? So, whole- yeah, yeah, it was a very ugly fight. Very ugly, uh, and Froch was just hitting uh, air, but he won. <laughs> Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would have to see it again. I just remember it being ugly, and I don't think too many people were bent out of shape about the decision. Yeah, very ugly fights, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, 
Oh, interesting. I guess I didn't even know about this one. Um, October 24th, 2009, Thomas Adamick beat Andrew Galata for the IDF uh, International Heavyweight Title. He did, but that was, you know, Galata hasn't fought for a while. He was very yeah. bad shape, you know, very, very heavy. Yeah, I didn't even know this took place. Well, I guess good for you, Thomas Adamick. This was his debut fight at heavyweight. Simply because both were famous Polish boxers, so yeah. So yeah, that's a very misleading uh, win right there for yeah. Adamic. At least at heavyweight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Golota was just like a punching bag by then. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, interesting character he was, Ogolot. Yeah. <laughs> then, um. November 7th, David Hay beat Nikolai Valuev oh, yeah. via a uh, point in a uh, another one of those sort of, I don't know, ugly, boring fights where Valuev, the slow guy, trying to catch this smaller, faster guy. <laughs> yeah. But I remember Hay was able to hurt him. Yeah, in the last round. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the rest of the fight, he just simply yeah. ran away and... <laughs> So if you want to know how that fight went, you can just watch a highlight of the last round. Yeah. And yeah, he been uh, rest it was just it, nothing. Well, he was kind of his knees or, or legs were getting, you know, that spaghetti legs. <laughs> so So I guess that win is what made uh Hay think that he could take out one of the Klitschko's. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, his ego was just too big for his good, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, then November 7th, I guess that same night, different locale, of course, Chad Dawson defeated once again Glenn the Road Warrior Johnson. It was, yeah, yeah, it was just that run of when Dawson was fighting. Yeah, like we mentioned, some of the older guys or guys yeah. that were up there, but hey, that just so happened to be <laughs> where it was at. He complained of being robbed. <laughs> that was just, had become a habit for him because he had been robbed before so many times, I guess. Yeah. Or he had come on the end, the wrong end of some very close, you know, fights. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, this is interesting for Dawson because all of the, uh, a lot of the top guys at that particular time uh, who were younger were at like 168, you know? Yeah. And 160, you know? Yeah, so so yeah. 175 was quite weak back then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really outside of Hopkins, Tarver, and I guess yeah. Glenn Johnson and Clinton Woods, maybe. Uh, yeah, that was really it. Then, uh, uh, what's his name? Came on. Yeah. Cloud, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, Cloud and Pascal. Yeah, Tavares, yeah, and then Pascal eventually. Um, yeah, he moved up. So, yeah, uh, definitely, you know, a lot. Yeah, the balance sort of shifted a, a bit uh, yeah. later on. Um, so then November 14th, so a week later, you got Manny Pacquiao on top of his game uh, at his peak. Yeah. Some would say. Defeating Miguel Cotto by uh, TKO in the uh, what round was this? Twelfth. Um, Twelfth okay. round, okay. Uh, he, he picked up the WBO title. In the um, 12, I 
WBC diamond build. Yeah, that you know, was one probably of his most impressive performance, you know, because Cotto was yeah. simply <laughs> one of the best fighters still, you know. So, pump. Yeah, and I remember that was an exciting fight. And, you know, we were getting this on, it wasn't pay-per-view, it was like premium cable. It was HBO, I believe. Yeah. Might have been. And um yeah, and it was an excellent matchup. Just thinking about all the uh different outcomes that could potentially be there. And uh Manny Pacquiao was just man, this uh, he was he was just becoming a global superstar at this particular point. Yeah, he was dynamite simply. And we were sure here in two thousand nine that by the time two thousand ten rolled around Mayweather Pacquiao was going sure. to happen. Yeah. No, no way it wasn't going to happen by 2010 or 11. 11. We'll just say 2011. No way it's not going to happen beyond 2011. I'll tell you that right now. I'm predicting. It. I believe the first date was set for March 2010 already. So that was something. So yeah. That goes to show you right there, man. The craziness with boxing. Only five boxing. years. Uh, it would take five another years. <laughs> <laughs> insane. In freaking insane. And it looks like we're uh, headed down that path with uh, Crawford uh, Spence. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully not. As it will not take five another five years. <laughs> it may take a couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. We'll see. Um, November 14th, uh, Yuri Foreman, uh, defeated, uh, Daniel Santos. I don't know Santos. He, uh, picked up the WBA super welterweight title. I guess that's of significance because Yuri ultimately ended up, uh, taking on Kodo. Yeah. Yuri's the first, uh, Hasidic Jew to, uh, oh, yeah. to win a, a world title. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was a he was a he was a decent bike boxer. Not much power, yeah. not much really uh, over nothing glaringly uh, you know like overly impressive. He's just a decent boxer, you know. Yeah, I guess you know he was a tough guy, but simply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely tough. Definitely tough guy. Definitely. Um, then November twenty first. Uh, Andre Ward took on uh, Mikael Kessler, and this was really one of those fights. Just like, okay, yeah, Andre Ward, he's either going to show us he's the guy, mm-hmm. or, or Mikael Kessler is going to prove that he's, you know, he's still at the top, very top of this game, which he was still at the top of his game. Yeah, but uh, Andre Ward was able to uh, get a uh, unanimous. Well, I can't remember. If it, I think it was a UD victory. Um, Became the WBA super middleweight champion. Actually, the fight was stopped in the eleventh round because Kessler got cut. Something, yeah. Oh, it was. So, yeah. Oh wow. So. No, so I feel me not thinking of a decision. He did. He, he wanted to continue, but the doctor stopped the fight. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember uh, Ward nullifying his offense um, for a good majority of the fight. Yeah. Um, which uh, Ward was very good at. He had some of that sort of Bernard Hopkins style to him, mm-hmm. uh, that craftiness where he just knew when to kind of get in there and tie you up, nullify your offense, could get in his shots on the inside as well. Um, yeah. Just before things are broken up. So I remember before the start of that Super Six, uh, a guy that I know that uh, was like the 
the most. This form, he was really high on Andre Ward, and I didn't know Andre Ward. So, but he turned out to be right, of course. So he really knew his stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah I knew that he was uh, uh, the last at that particular time. It may be still the case outside of Clarissa Shields uh, being a female Olympic gold medalist, but he was the last male Olympian from the U.S. to win a gold medal. All right. So I know he had high, high regards. Um, and I remember rooting for him. I was like, hey, yeah, I, I just want to see. I knew it would be tough, um, but I was following him uh, back then. I remember early on, it was the days when he was on Twitter and you could get a reply back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I remember that uh, phase. Um, but, yeah, he ended up uh, – this was sort of like his coming out, in a sense, or his arrival on the world stage as, hey, this is a legitimate guy here. Yeah, um, yeah definitely, yeah, of course. <laughs> then uh, November 28th, uh, the guy who was at the time one of the – uh, the other guy considered to be the top 168 pounder who just so happened to not be in the World Super Six, Lucian Boutte, uh, defeated um, Libertor Andrade at the he would be a knockout in the fourth round. Um, yeah, in a rematch of their Punch, fight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he really caught him. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> thought that he could stop, you know, Andrade. So. Yeah, and he had proven to have a tough chin. Andrade is one of those guys that could take and eat all types of but shots. But they forgot this. But, you, you also can hit to, into the body, not just the chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. But I remember in their first fight, though, um, I feel like uh, that was a, a uh, uh, Boutte should have lost that fight. And that referee screwed Andrade over, and it was blatant. Yeah, I guess yeah. corruption. Do you want to call it corruption or what? It was blatant. It was bull. But uh, it was similar to uh, Meldrick Taylor being out, uh, maybe even worse. But uh, yeah, we talked about. It. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, we did mention yeah. that. Yeah, that was uh, that screwed up. It sucks because Libertor Andrade is a guy who. Thankfully, he got another chance, but, you know, one of those hard, rugged guys, you don't get too many chances uh, yeah. uh, at that top level, and he deserves that title. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, and that would have shook up things in a major way, for yeah. sure. Um, and then, of course, time went on to uh, show that Boutte, and maybe at this particular time, Boutte, you know, he was on top of his game, mm. but... But he was not the best um, 168-pounder in the world. No, Would have been interesting right. to see him in, the, in that tournament. Just seeing what, what what I've seen, you know, with him facing the likes of Frotch and um, – No, he fought uh, too much, at, I mean, at home or in Montreal. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that he would have beat – I don't know that he would have beat Mikhail Kessler. Um, I don't think he would have beat Ward. Yeah, most likely. You know <laughs> – um, definitely not Frotch. Abraham would have been just thinking about those in the tournament. That would have been an interesting one. Depending on if Abraham, uh, yeah, 
punch output was where it needed to be, but I think that Abraham probably could touch him up as well. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. It's hard to say now, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, then December second, getting to the last three. December. <laughs> Well, the second one isn't uh, worth even mentioning, but the last uh, two, we'll say, uh, Danny, well, I guess none of these, really. Um, but Danny Green knocked out um, Roy Jones, uh, and Roy shouldn't have been fighting at that time, as we said over and over. Uh, and interestingly enough, he was still going to fight for more years. But... Um, Bernard Hopkins, 45-year-olds, beat Enrique or Neilius. I didn't watch that fight. You know who who he is, actually. Ornelas is the brother of Andrade. <laughs> the brother of who? Of Librado, Andrade. Because oh, they yeah. are both... Oh, yeah, they, they are using... They have two last things, Ornelas, Andrade. So, yeah. <laughs> you know... Oh, okay, yeah, Enrique Andrade Ornelas. Okay, I see it. Huh, that is funny. Yeah. Um, then, lastly, uh, uh, Amir Khan defeated uh, Dimitri Solita. Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> so, uh, 76 second TKO. Hey, he has a, a promotional company, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He has. He's also, I see a lot of people fighting under his promotion. He's a Jew from Ukraine, I believe, or something. Salita. So I remember before okay. fight, he was talking about, yeah, he, he, it was nice that they were fighting a Muslim and a Jew. You know? <laughs> they could oh, okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that was his, uh, so he only had those two losses, but Mirkan and then some other guy he never heard of. So, yeah, he just had a built-up record. Yeah. Fighting a bunch of uh, hapless guys. <laughs> but, cool. He got a promotional company, so that's good stuff. <laughs> All right. But, hey, we did we it. Did. Decade, two hours and 45 minutes. I don't know if uh, people will be able to sit and watch the entire video or what, but, hey. Almost, We're gonna put it out there. Almost like <laughs> Godfather one or <laughs> Thank you for joining in, Slavin. Yeah, thank you. it was a pleasure. Really I really love doing this. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you for having me. All right, have a good one. Yeah. All right, you too. <laughs>future will be amazing and that's all well and good but what about today you can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower nissan z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain nissan frontier light up the road in the all-electric nissan aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true the future will be great but today is made for thrill all you have to do is get in a nissan and drive 2023 aria and z not yet available for purchase expected availability is this spring for 2023 z and this fall for 2023 aria